Hi, and welcome to the Alliance of Survivor Game podcast. I'm Ryan, the host slash game runner of Alliance. Join me as I talk to the ninth place finisher of High Seas, Deadly, about rising to power and losing it all. I'm joined today by the ninth place finisher in Alliance High Seas, the third member of the jury, Deadly. Hi. Hey. How's it going? It's going well, going well. How about you? I'm doing just fine, thanks. Um, yeah, uh, I've been really looking forward to doing this and, and talking to you about this season. Uh, you have come up in, I think, every interview I've done <laughs> so far from High Seas. Um, and uh, I think you are a pretty big character for a significant portion of the season. Yeah, it, it, it was a big part of the season until it wasn't anymore. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so I guess to kind of start off, um, you, I guess what, what when you come into, I, I don't know, what, what's your kind of like familiarity with Survivor and orgs and, and how did you kind of get into them? Yeah, so I grew up watching Survivor, like, with my mom, basically, from when I was, like, I don't know, seven, eight years old or so. So, like, I was super, super familiar with the show. I, I've seen every season, like, because I've retroactively gone back and watched what I missed and stuff. Like, Survivor is, like, a thing I love. And then during, like, around, I don't know, maybe six months or so before High Seas, like, I kind of just found orgs through Reddit. Um, and so I played one prior to High Seas. But High Seas is the second org I've ever played. Okay. Um, and obviously that number has increased since then. <laughs> uh, but I was definitely still figuring things out at the time I played High Seas, which, which shows. Um <laughs> It's at certain points, but, uh, you know, being able to like, just, especially if I remember correctly, that was during my gap semester because I took a gap semester my freshman year of college because why bother going to college <laughs> fall when everything was virtual and paying that much money to sit in my dorm room and take zoom classes. Sure. So I was really just sitting at home with nothing to do because, like, all my friends were at college and, like, COVID was still a thing. And so I was like, well, let's play online Survivor to film my time. And here we are. <laughs> how uh, how has the experience of the game in an online setting compared to, I guess, the uh, enjoyment you get out of watching it played in a real island setting? Well, it stresses me out a hell of a lot more, I'll say that. <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's weird because, like, these games are meaningless. Like, the the most you're going to get out of winning a season is, like, Nitro. Like, it, it's not like, you know, there's a million dollars on the line. Right. So you think it wouldn't be that serious, you know, you kind of just fuck around. And, and sometimes you have to have that attitude, but on the whole... Like, the desire to, like, be like, yeah, I, I want to win one of these is, is 
very uh, controlling. And I'll say the one thing I always note, in my opinion, is the biggest difference between Online Survivor and the game is when you're on the island and, like, two people go off and, like, take a walk together and go talk, like, you can see them leave camp and go on that walk. Like, you have a general... You're not going to see every conversation, obviously, but you have a general awareness of, like, who's talking to who and who's spending time with who. Like, you can see that. Mm -hmm. But in on Discord, you don't know who's DMing who for how long those DMs are going on. Like, you really have no clue just how close socially certain people are. And it can really blow up in your face. Yeah, that's a it's a really weird dynamic that the online version brings to the table that yeah, I don't know. I don't know how as as someone who's never played one, I, I don't really understand how you can wrap your head around just how complex the the interpersonal relationships can get in these yeah. things. Uh yeah, so you you applied to play May last year uh Got two years ago at this point, 2021, we started. <laughs> we started the season. I think nine days after you applied, um, or, or sorry, uh, eleven days after you applied. Not that important. Um, you join the season. Uh, get your first chance to see who is going to be playing uh, with you on a cast of sixteen. Uh, did you recognize any of the names of people that were on the cast? No, like, because once again, this is only the second org I've played. Yeah. And the first one was, like, pretty small. So, like, it was, like, I think it was a 16-person castle also, but, like, it was a server with, like, I don't know, 40 people. So oh, wow. it was smaller than the Alliance community. Okay. And, uh, so, no, I, I had no recognition of anybody. It was just like, a, all right, you know, we're out of the bubble I existed within, and now, like, you know, let's... Let's try and kick names and take ass. <laughs> uh, you end up getting sorted onto the Blue Leviathan tr uh, crew to start out <clears throat> with CC, Dano, Devin, Flair, Gwyn, Mason, and Mini Ninja. Uh, I guess in those like early days, did you have any first impressions, people that you were able to kind of connect with well or people you maybe weren't able to connect with that well? Yeah, I'd say... <clears throat> Uh, when it did that, like, one thing, just to set it up before, like, fully answering that question, one <laughs> thing that's always has been a thing with me in these games is, like, I'm really bad at the whole, like, day one, day two, like, faking being the most, like, nice person ever and, and, and trying to find, like, all these shared interests with every single person on my tribe, like... I know it's something you probably should do, but I find it exhausting. Like, <laughs> I I don't know. I just, like, can't, like, fake that stuff. Like, it's weird because, like, I have no issue, like, lying to people within the context of the game, that sort of thing. But, like, all the, like, you know, social politicking of, like, trying to, like, become besties with everyone the minute you know them, <laughs> it, it, it has always been weird to me. So, like... That's why sometimes, like, at that first, second tribal, 
like my name can get thrown out there, I I'm able to use the bonds I made to get out of that situation. Like I've never gone home that early, but like my name almost always does come up at that point because like there will be like two or three people who are like, oh, Deadly's dry. Or, like, you know, I haven't really been able to get much out of him. But it's like, yeah, but I'm not able to get much out of you because I'm just not finding you quite interesting at the moment. It's like, sorry to be blunt, but that's just how it is. And uh, so on that OG tribe, I'd say the two people I clicked with the fastest were definitely Mason and Flair. Mm. And obviously, like, the Mason partnership relationship is pivotal to the whole story of the season as a whole. Um, you know, he, he's just a really good kid, clicked pretty fast. You know, he was like a year younger than me, I think, at the time. And, uh, you know, just, you know, had those existing shared interests, existing, like, able to just shoot the shit about anything. And, like, that's what I look for in, like, those early allies. It's just, like, how easy is it for me to talk to you? And then Flair was also just someone who was super cool, super easy to connect with, you know, you know, ha- having someone on my tribe who was into cape shit, you know, always good. <laughs> and uh, you know, it was a, it was a, overall like it was a very good starting tribe. And like if you look at like the placements overall, like, you know, we did pretty well, I'd say, comparatively. Like it, it was a good group. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't say I really had issues with anyone. Like I was, I was in a kind of weird spot within that original tribe, which is what comes back around. Obviously, once we get to the merge vote, which is going to be—I know—it's a very fun <laughs> chapter in this tale. Um, but it's like, you know, I was definitely like within the majority of that tribe. Like. I, I had no danger of ever going home at a pre-merged tribal, assuming there were no swaps, which obviously there is a swap. But like, if we just went OG Leviathan to the merge, like I wasn't gonna go home pre-merge. Like it just wasn't gonna happen the way the numbers were set up, unless something weird happened. Um, idol play, that sort of shit. Which once again, Idol was on the other tribe, so don't have to worry. <laughs> about that. But uh, you know, it was a situation where I was completely insulated. But also, I didn't have, like, a ton of agency either. Mm. So I was kind of just, like, right in the middle of that group. Yeah, it's... uh, <clears throat> Yeah, because this, this group is never even going to go to Tribal Council together. Um, right. But, yeah, I think you have... I mean, I guess in hindsight, you have Mini Ninja, who's probably the least talkative, or Devin, I guess, first. Devin and Mini Ninja as the easy two votes that would could have happened um, in this configuration, I'm assuming. Yeah, and I also just think, you know, it, it would have been a weird situation in general. But yeah, I think those are the first two boots. I mean, obviously, how many pre-merged tribals were there? Five? I guess if like we lost out, numbers could get weird but that wasn't gonna happen so (laughs) no no this this group did real well at the challenges um so yeah first first immunity challenge uh was a check-in type of challenge um steering the ship so in your previous game had you done a check-in type challenge 
No, we hadn't. And I'd say this honestly about it. That was the best challenge for my reputation ever. Was just giving me like an hour to sit there with nothing to do to just talk to specs. Really increased my, uh, like, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. People tend to like me more as a result. So that was good. Uh, And obviously we won. If I remember, Flair kind of like beasted that shit. Um, I think she took on a lot of the rounds, if my memory is correct. And, you know, it's always good to win the first challenge. You never want to go to that first tribal because the first tribal is usually just a nightmare of either everybody's name getting thrown out or nobody's name getting thrown out. So it's just good to avoid that. Yes. <clears throat> yeah, so what it, the wrinkle, I suppose, in this uh, challenge was that while you were checked in for your 45 minutes or whatever, uh, we would randomly throw out rocks as an obstacle that you'd have to maneuver the ship around which was a fairly straightforward thing you'd either have to turn port or starboard and then we'd give you what you needed to do to do that um and so uh devon gets the first set of rocks in the challenge and immediately steers straight into them of course not Uh, good not great um and so it's, but then from then on, it's smooth sailing. Like you said, Flair, so Flair was your captain. We had a captain for these pre-merge challenges, uh, which yeah. en- enabled her to see that channel the entire 24 hours and um, help whoever was actually in there at the time to maneuver around things or make sure they saw them and that sort of stuff. Uh, and then you, so your last shift was around like 1 p.m. the second day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was the, that was the uh, high volume shift. We had two rock <laughs> obstacles in that 45 minute window uh, that you were able to avoid both of. Yeah, well, I'm a certified beast. Yeah, you did great. <laughs> um, so one collision on your side. Turns out Scylla collides twice. Uh, and yeah. that that is the difference um <clears throat> so yeah you win the first immunity challenge don't have to worry about being the first person voted out and any of the craziness that comes along with that first tribal leviathan gets to or Scylla uh, goes to tribal they vote out jamal for a unanimous vote no no issues there and um we move on uh let's see so Next challenge is walk the blank. Kind of like a wheel of fortune type of thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, All the are flooded back. <laughs> uh, your captain was CC for this one. And you sat Gwyn, or not Gwyn, you sat Flare out of this uh, as by having someone extra. And this time the captain's got it uh, every fifth prompt was only for the captain so nobody else could answer it um i don't know how do, how do you feel about words and letters and all that wheel of fortune type of stuff something i'm down like yeah. i i word fun and i typically do better than them and i and i do with certain other challenges all good with it and uh honestly like we won this one also right Yep. Yeah. 
So we had a good, you know, the game and a good group. And really what I remember from this challenge is this is the challenge that made it, like, kind of clear that, like, oh, wow, Zach's a lot, isn't he? <laughs> yes. Yes, he is. It where uh, he was just constantly throwing shit out in the uh, challenge chat. It's like, okay, well, you got a big personality over there, don't we? <laughs> but no, I mean, getting a back-to-back win was obviously nice. Um, and just, you know, keep on keeping on. <laughs> yeah, how do you... Um... <sighs> You you know this is a, one of those opportunities where you have a shot or a chance to really I don't know get some impressions of the people on the other side. Uh, obviously Zach makes a leaves a big impression, um, but it's all within the context of a challenge, which you know might affect how someone right. acts or something. How how do you I don't know how important or how much does that end up playing in the back of your head? You know, especially when we get to a swap in the next couple of days, if at all. I guess. You, not too much, but obviously, like, you know, it, it exists, you know, it gives you some sort of basis for each of those people who, like, you know, you've never interacted with before. But, yeah, I, I don't much stock into it, honestly, because, like, you want to actually have, like, a legit conversation rather than just, like, at that point, what, like, 15 people yelling at each other <laughs> challenge that, like... That's not a very productive social setting. Um, no, no. So, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. But, uh, you, <clears throat> you know, like, you know, this is the first time, obviously, you know, I'm in the same spot. It's like an RDT or a Dan, not Dan, an RDT or a Crystal or people like that or Sully, that sort of thing, who obviously will become people who have relationships quite soon, to my surprise. Uh, but, you know, it, it's it's not going to weigh too heavy. It's, it really just is a first impression. Okay, this person exists, but the conversation is important. Okay. Uh, yeah, you, uh, your, your, your crew is down uh, in a pretty deep hole at one point late in this challenge. And uh, then all of a sudden, the, bit, the comeback happens. Uh, capped with CC getting the very final clue to shut the door on Scylla and prevent them from, you know, salvaging a win out of this. And so, two for two. And I see you, you get one of the prompts, I believe, which was Celestial Navigation. You get yeah. that one. Not bad. Kind of can Um, so now shortly after this challenge ends, Devin comes to us in his confessional and he says, Hey, uh, I just don't have the time to do this. Um, this, that, and the other thing, personal reasons, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I need to pull myself from the game. And we're like, are you sure about this? Like anything we can do? What can we, can we make it easier on you? How can we, uh, help you out? And he's like, no, I don't, uh, you know, whatever. Can't really this is happening i'm like okay so we tell him not to say anything to anybody <laughs> not his try not nobody else on his tribe nobody in the viewer lounge etc etc so that we can send Scylla to nautical council and put them through the ringer um only to 
send them back home and not vote anybody out. Uh, and so that the viewers don't have any idea that that's happening either. Yeah. And so the next day after that all, after that nautical happens, we're like, hey, instead of going to vote, you're going back to your ship. Everything's fine. And we go back to Devin and like, all right, he had wanted to say something um, about what was going on. So we said, hey, now's your chance. Like you can post something in your, um, in the ship channel for everyone to see if you'd like. And so he does that. And uh, so when you see this, and, and obviously Devin hadn't been particularly talkative. I don't know that anybody on, on, your, on your side really had any significant connection to him. Um, but this somebody from your side going out instead of somebody from the other ship makes a big difference in the numbers. So how, how do you, what's your, what's your kind of like reactions to this and how do you handle it? What are you thinking? I mean, ultimately always <clears throat> like real life comes first, but like if you don't have the time, you don't have the ability to like play the game, you know, I get it. Um, because these things are completely time-consuming and, like, life-consuming. <laughs> At least, it's like, you're playing them the way I play them. Uh, so, I completely get it. I think, you know, obviously it's tough. I mean, that tribe was going to lose somebody anyway. So, it ultimately is a massive hit. You know, someone's going to get voted out no matter what. I don't strong of a challenge player Devin typically is uh, never played with him outside of here if he really impacts winning or losing in the swap whatever if he continued in the game or even where he stood his tribe anyway if it would have been somebody else but you know had it like been someone on our side obviously it would have been kind of big but then less big because the swap is about to happen which we don't know yet obviously i'm, I'm looking at hindsight perspective mm -hmm. i mean typically like if somebody wants to drop especially in the pre-merge i'd say you know for the health and safety of others wait till your tribe loses a challenge so that unless production are sociopaths, they're not going to make you vote someone out again. So you, the person dropping. Mm -hmm. um, so at the very least, you know, wait on the timing if you can, if you can get to like 48 more hours, just fucking pull through. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I've, Everyone I've talked to is a little hazy on what the vote was going to be over on Scylla. Um, I think it likely would have been Jess, but I know Zach's name had been floated out there too, which God, would have been a world where Zach. Oh, God, <laughs> like, oh, so much could have been avoided. <laughs> uh, yeah, if Devin's here for the swap, that's you know that's a big big deal. Um, but he might end up being just somebody who gets removed at that point since both yeah. both sides end up losing post-swap. Um, but yeah, uh, he pulls himself out of the game. We're even 7-7 seven, seven, heading into the next challenge, the swap challenge. Um, and this is kind of, this is where things start to get a little, uh, little interesting. Um, we asked you to vote for captains again. Uh, your side picks Gwyn, they select Zach, 
and it is the captain's responsibility in this challenge to decide who is going to take on the role of invader, who is going to take on the role of defender, and the premise is that the invaders are trying to get through the other side's defenders and steal their ship's flag. Pretty straightforward, sure. Um, so that's all that you're told uh, up front. Uh, obviously, this information will be a little convoluted and distorted uh, over time. But um, yeah, I don't know. Like, Gwyn's going to end up selecting you, Mason, and Mini Ninja as invaders. Were you good with that? I didn't know what you had in your bag of tricks. I just thought we were doing clowns, bro. Like, I didn't care what role I was put in at the time. I thought we were just capturing flags. I didn't know we were about to be, you know, sent into the minority in a trap swap. That's not what we're striving for. Uh, obviously, I wouldn't have been cool with that. But, you know, I... I I took your information at face value, you little liar. <laughs> well, I mean that it was all honest. That's exactly what was being told given. I mean, you were an invader. It just it turned out a little so differently. You're like Obi-Wan Kenobi right now in the chain of the Jedi. But he's like, What I told you was true from a certain point of view. It's like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> um so okay, it let's let's say you're the captain and you know yeah. it's a swap. I know it's a swap. Okay. How, how do you divide your your group up in that case? I'm trying to think of my mindset at the time and not be, you know, uh, you know, kind of swayed by what happened after that challenge to like information I knew happened. If I had to swap three people away at that point in time. And Mini Ninja probably still goes a thousand percent just because they were kind of on the outside looking in on that tribe. <sighs> then I have to swap two more people away. I mean, it's not Mason, it's not Flair. It's probably Gwyn because I probably want to keep Dano and CC for challenges. Mm hmm. Because they were both stronger in challenges than Gwyn. Wait, hold on. My math is. I, I just, no, that, that math doesn't work, Deadly. So I have to get rid of one of those two. Um, yeah. At that point, then it is probably, hold on. Now my brain is rattled. So there were seven people. I keep three. I send three away. Yes. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to keep Mason. I'm going to keep Flair. And I probably at the time keep Dan, which obviously we'll get to. Um, but at the time, I think Dano is the third keep. And okay. then I would away Gwyn, CC, and Mini Ninja. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Because I want my like two closest alliances, and then I probably keep Dan for comps seems seems reasonable yes um unfortunately that wasn't the reality um so you're you're an invader as and and as still as far as you know at that point you are leviathan strong trying to get that flag um uh and so you're matched up against crystal 
uh, as an invader. And uh, this is... <laughs> so I, I've forgotten, having gone back to these uh, invader channels, just how how poorly everyone did <laughs> in the job of invading. Um, we had six invaders, right? Four of them never got to the point where they even had a chance to outmaneuver their defender. Um, the only two who were able to get that far were you and Mason. Um, and so... Because <laughs> it was... Um, you end up with... Uh, you have to go through a series of commands before you get to the actual like puzzle part of it where you're competing against the defender. And the thing uh, that kept tripping everyone up was the prompt asking you to type out the name of the three subchannels in alphabetical order as a single command. Um, people were dropping out words. They were using the names of categories. They were all over the place. Um, just not getting it. You and Mason, the only people who actually solved, answer this one. Uh, it takes you four or so minutes to get there. Um, and I think... I don't remember how when Mason got it. Mason got it about a, a couple minutes before you. Um, so you bring up the first uh, contest, I guess, is how I phrased it. And the way it worked was you, the invader, if you solve the contest first, you get through. You did it. Uh, if the defender gets it first, then we get another contest until the fifth one, which is the last one. And if the defender gets the fifth one first, then the invader's stopped permanently. Uh, this first one was unscrambling, uh, rearranging a string of letters in alphabetical order. Uh, Crystal throws a couple of attempts at it to try to defend you and uh, does not get it right any of those times. And you don't have any options uh, or you don't have any attempts at it. I don't know. How did how did uh, these uh, these letters treat you? If you can recall. I think I just saw Crystal immediately throwing shit out. I was like, I'm not getting because, like, at the time, I don't know. I definitely could have done this. I don't know if I was doing this challenge on my phone, maybe. And I was, mm. and that might have been why. No fucking way. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I feel like I did a lot of the challenges on this season on my phone. Um, a lot at this point. Like, certain ones, obviously. I, I, laptop for once you get to uh, animal hunting and uh, which <laughs> challenge of the year challenge of the org honestly uh, but yeah I, I, I was on mobile and I was like this isn't fucking happening no <laughs> no that's that's fair uh, not it doesn't seem like something people would be able to do very easily on mobile um so yeah, uh, that means no. Well, Crystal doesn't really ever ever block you, so you're just kind of sitting there waiting. And it was set up so that once one person got through, uh, it would ping all the invader channels and give them a command they can use to get through and help them out. And so that happens finally when Mason gets through on the fifth contest against Sully. And uh, so the message shop pops up. Uh, you and Crystal both go to the flag channel using the command. And that's when you are told, surprise, this is a swap. 
And now there's a now there's an immunity challenge your new group of seven has to do. Um, <laughs> how? So obviously there's a lot going on here. I don't know. Are you even able to like process the swap aspect of it before the immunity part you gotta is done? Jump into this challenge and hope for the best. Mm-hmm. Like it's like ah, I people in a minute. For now, you know I. Especially now swapped into a minority with a group of people I've never met. It's like, I need to buy time to get, you know, enough goodwill built up to where I'm not going to be the boot at the first tribal we go to. So, like, as long as we can go without a tribal council, that's what I need. Yes. Uh, So here you had to, there were six, like, not really riddles, but um, descriptions that matched up to a word. And then with those six words, you need to uh, find the answer with them, which is really helpful. Um, Ultimately, what you had to do was align them one after another, and then the first letters would all spell out blimey. Uh, Both sides, nobody on either side figured out the word for the sixth description. Uh, which was Yardarm. And, but I think on the other side, RDT eventually posts an, a message that has every the first five answers vertically yeah. assembled, which he clues into B-L-I-M-E. And the only word that starts with B-L-I-M-E, I think, is blimey, at least for six-letter words. And that is that ends up being the difference. And so you're headed to Tribal Council. Yeah, with the benefit of hindsight, it's embarrassing that none of us threw in a command of just letters and not tried to done every full word. Yeah, yeah wow. Mm. I completely forgot that, but considering you had seven people there, one of us should have been smart enough. Uh, yeah, so you're now new tribe, new Scylla. Uh, you're getting to meet Crystal and Moss and Sully and Zach for the first time. Um, obviously, uh, <laughs> I think you had Nautical like the next evening, so not yeah. a ton of time to really get to know them before you have to go vote. But um, yeah, what were your kind of initial relationships with them? I mean, basically my strategy was, you know, feel everything out, but then if I have to, Sword, I have to lay on my sword. I just got to do whatever I can about myself. Cycle. And uh, so, you know, I, I start talking to people. And it, it's a good group on the whole. I mean, Zach is everything you expect him to be. <laughs> um, from us earlier. Zach's a fascinating person to be in the middle of a season with. Because having to, like, maneuver around someone who you have no clue what they're going to do next in any aspect of the game, socially or strategically, is like... And, and that's the number one mistake. In, if I can go back anything differently, it's just taking out Zach before any craziness can really happen because that's something I really learned in this org is that like unpredictability... You, you want to play with people who are as predictable as possible because if you can anticipate what other people's moves are going to be, you can counteract them. 
but there's no way to predict what Zach's going to do because I don't think Zach knows what Zach's going to do. Right. He's going to wake up one day and be a 42-year-old cop from Illinois. And, and, you know, how the fuck do I strategize around that one? Um, <laughs> so, you know, Zach's a, a fun character. And then uh, Crystal's cool. Uh, you know, if I remember correctly, at the start, she was a little little uh more guarded than she ends up being um and then sully's just kind of typical like old school like it, it's weird because like sully in this org is playing like an old school survivor game in like which is mainly like typically game bots which is just like kind of like this funny little contrast where like this guy belongs in pearl islands uh, and then Moss is pretty quiet at the start, but Moss is someone who I do over the course of the game generally really like, and also is really the only person on the cast who I'm still in like consistent contact with. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, Moss and I are still pretty close post game, uh, and so yeah, it, it was overall a good group, and clear it became incredibly clear no matter what one of the invaders swapped over is going home so that's where the laying on my all right i'll vote out mini ninja i'll do it want to do it let's do it because if it buys me an extra three days you know so be it mini ninja wasn't someone who i was like super closely tied to like it would have been harder for me if it had been mason in that spot but that's where you know, Mason and I talked and basically said, like, hey, if we got to throw this person under the bus in order to get the two of us another round, we got to fucking do it. Um, so that's ultimately what happens. And that vote was unanimous. Yeah. And, uh, it was really just seeing if we could get our way out of a bad situation. Yeah. You, uh, that, the, one of the big issues um for the the two groups of three who end up in minorities on each side uh related to this swap is that normally when you have a swap you get the swap a day the challenge a day and then a vote here because it happened mid challenge and then you're immediately fighting for immunity you don't have that extra like swap day to get to you know ingratiate yourself into that group and so I think whichever side had lost this this initial challenge and, you know, obviously given the composition of the four majority groups, um, the majority groups of four, uh, I don't know that any any of those eight people were going to get voted out pre-merge after the swap. Um, but, yeah, it makes it that much more difficult, I think, for uh, for the minorities to find a spot. And it does really become, you know, who who can I throw under the bus first before yeah. my name gets is that is the one thrown under. Um, so yeah, Mini Ninja unanimously voted out, and so twelve people left at this, or uh, thirteen people left at this point. Um, still, you know, presumably two three cycles to go before the merge is coming, and. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I guess is what's going forward. 
worrying about whether you know losing another challenge in the same configuration and then at that point presumably it becomes a the battle between you and mason for who's i guess i don't know most valuable or most liked or trusted or whatever the case may be um is that how you saw it it definitely was especially in the aftermath of tribal as time goes away like as we move further away from tribal I start to feel a little better in the sense that Zach's Zackiness is something that I might be able to just like point at and be like, but guys, look at the crazy man. Let's just vote out the crazy man. And then you can vote me out next. But let's just all vote out the crazy man. Which I think, honestly, had we gone to another tribal pre-merge, I do think Zach goes home in that situation. Um mm. Because I think especially Crystal just couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> um, and I think it would have been an easy sell to just be like, look, even if we do, you're still up 3-2 on us. Like, we, we don't have any power here. You, you can take us out next. But let, let's let's get rid of that guy. I, I honestly do think, like, yeah, if we had lost again, Zach is next to go. Interesting. But... It definitely was like paranoia. Like obviously, I I would prefer not go to another tribal. I don't leave it up to chance. I'd rather just you know get these wins. And then also like it's good also because like if we win, logically, invaders from the other tribe are the ones who are going to be voted out. So those are people who like would go back to them at the merge mm-hmm. and you know the original leviathan numbers so it's like let, let's get those people out of the game and keep me and mason in the game this is a win-win it's just not lose any fucking challenges yeah no makes sense to me uh so uh that brings us to the lighthouse um yeah absolutely um and we had wanted we had done a challenge similar to this one a couple seasons prior, um, but it's ten floors, and in this one we put your captain at the top floor, and the rest of you went to start at the bottom, and you just each floor had a puzzle on it that you'd have to solve, and once, and so the crew was climbing this tower or climbing the lighthouse, the captain was descending it, and once you met in the middle somewhere, um, you'd solve that last puzzle, and there was. You know, the captain knew what to do from that point on. Uh, Sully ends up being your captain. And uh, then, let's see, they, they sit out Gwyn on the other side. And they have RDT as their captain. And so, yeah, solving puzzles. What, uh, you big, you like puzzles? Puzzles are good, are they? Puzzles are fine. <laughs> no. um, um, at the time, fun fact. If you had put a slide puzzle in front of me, there's no way I'm solving it. At the time, I had no idea how to solve a slide puzzle. <laughs> now I do. But, so, I don't even, I don't think there was one in there, but if there was, that wasn't me who solved it. No. Uh, no. Yeah, I, I cannot, I, I can now, but at the time, I, it's not, I just never actually, like, Googled how to solve it. 
So I would just like try and like move pieces around. Like, why can't I figure it out? Yeah. <laughs> Turns out when you like Google something and it's like, here's a way to do it. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense, doesn't it? And uh, like all the holes, puzzles are fine. I mean, the most interesting thing to me looking back is that like we spent 45 minutes doing puzzles as a team, which is kind of funny. It's like, it was longer than expected. But then again, I guess, what, it was six puzzles? Uh, you Yeah, you get to the, I think, sixth puzzle uh, is where you meet Sully. Yeah, so, you know, that when you do the math, I guess it all checks out. It's just kind of funny seeing, like, the winning time for a tribe challenge in 45 minutes. Yeah, the uh, the first one I think ends up being kind of a a word search where you take every letter that doesn't get filled in and that spells out the answer. You're the one who puts in that answer, so you get that first puzzle. Um, the second one was a jigsaw <laughs> that you'd have to cut out of an image to rearrange. Uh, that I think you and you and Zach kind of get it both at like the same time. To move up to the third floor. Uh, then it was a drop quote, um, which Moss gets to pretty quickly. Yeah, she would. <laughs> uh, number four was Island Tours. And so we did this thing that I think was particularly devious, which was a couple of the puzzles had Imgur links in them, but the Imgur links were on an image, so you couldn't click them, and we forced you to like type them out for yourself. Uh, which I appreciate it in hindsight. Uh, but this one had a map and then a tour. And so you'd have to follow the tour route to spell out a letter using the maps uh, point, uh, like locations. Um, and then scrolling down, this one took everyone a little bit. Uh, you had to unscramble it. And that one was Moss again. Uh, the fifth one was a letter Sudoku, uh, which I remember testing this one and it was miserable. <laughs> um, but Mason, so so this is this is the puzzle that the Leviathan group met up at, and they spent I want to say like twenty five minutes on this one. This is wow. the, this is the make or break part part of the challenge because RDT gets to it and i talked to him already and he told me he one of his first thoughts was i should use a solver and he didn't he didn't and we never told him he couldn't i don't and if every time he asked us if he could like google stuff like we're like you can uh but he chose not to and then what a gap yeah right um honorable gentleman (laughs) and then on your side uh it takes about five minutes before Mason plugs it into a solver and gets the full board immediately. And that's how we do things over here. We shoot angles. <laughs> um, and so he gets he gets a key in the numbers, and then it takes another few minutes to uh, translate the numbers back into letters and figure out what the, the command is. Um, so you get through five, and then you get to six, and uh, Sully's waiting for you at the sixth floor. Um, and this is a uh, line, word, letter cipher from a poem that pretty straightforward. Uh, Sully ends up getting it. 
And now you've solved all the puzzles. And so we had told Sully initially, all right, look, once you've completed everything, you need to use the words as that are answers in a big long string command from top floor to bottom floor. And that'll be the last thing you need to do. And so, before, so instead of telling everyone this or saying anything at all, he just runs off to go get those answers himself, which I found <laughs> hilarious. Because he leaves and then everybody's like, well, now what? <laughs> and so you're all like following him down each floor at a time, um, calling after him, wait, trying to like get, it, get his attention. Um, <clears throat> but he finally gets to the first floor, puts in the command, and now you get the, you have a decision to make response where you can either end the challenge now and that'll be your time, or you can do one more puzzle and if you're still faster than the other side, and win the challenge, you also get to spectate their nautical council. And you're the first person to respond to this, and you're like, no, we should just, we can't, we're not doing it. It's not worth the risk. Um, which I, you kind of. My isn't back to tribal. <laughs> exactly. <Sorry>. No way. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and so, you know, you kind of, I, you're, you're, you, Sully asks if everyone else agrees. Zach says it's up to Sully, and Sully's like, all right, we're done. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, you're obviously I've talked to the other people, and so they kind of were on the same page as you, but you were the one who said that, really, and uh, that's how it goes. And, yeah, like you said, it took 45 minutes from start to finish for your side, which is a really good time, and about 13. Uh, 12-ish minutes faster than Leviathan on the other side, who did do that additional puzzle. It took like five or what six minutes. What was their time without the additional puzzle, do you know? I think it's like 51-ish, 52 minutes. Okay, okay. So, so we still would either way. Okay. Yeah, you still would have won. You probably have enough time to do that additional puzzle, um, but you couldn't have known that in the moment. So, right. no, I think, think it was a good call. Um, and yeah, you get get back to your winning ways um over on the on on new Scylla and uh yeah gives your gives yourself a little bit of breathing room to feel out the the rest of your tribe a little more before you have to worry about things um so i so you're expecting i assume one of sam's rdt and jess to be voted out over on leviathan um, I don't know. Are, are there any concerns knowing the the dynamic? Like, not I guess not knowing the dynamics over there that something sideways could happen. I mean, something can always happen that's weird. That's what makes the game the game. Is like people will do weird shit, or you know, an idol could come into play. Some sort of advantage could come into play. Of course, things can go haywire, but I didn't find it likely. I thought. It was almost a guarantee, you know, one of those three go home. Probably not RDT, considering he had just been captain in the last challenge. Mm -hmm. uh, so I probably was looking at Jess or Sam's. And it really, at that point, based on the conversations I had, came down to what the strategy turned out to be, that Sam's was a stronger player, but they might want to vote him out before a merge versus Jess being kind of AFK, but is easier to vote out later. 
So it, it was going to just come down to either of those things. And obviously it ends up being Sam's, which makes a lot of the Scylla people over here quite sad. <laughs> Sam seems like a very beloved figure. Yeah. Yeah. How do you, I don't know, do, do you read anything into that in terms of, you know, is that something you view as like, oh, they, this is somebody who definitely would have probably worked with them later on. And so it's probably a good thing. From yeah, it, it's it's better for my game for sure that someone like that is gone. And also the inability to hide how much they like him, especially coming from Zach, <laughs> makes it easier to figure out what things I'm being told are true versus what things I'm being told that are kind of, you know, not. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's like, oh, yeah, this is the group, this is the group. But then it, when Sam's goes and you know, wants to hold a memorial service, it's like, <laughs> oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Like, I, I thought this was the group. <laughs> uh, why, are we, why are we mourning him? Um, he's, not, he's not in the group. It, it's like in Kagayan when Tony does his whole, like, top five, baby, and Sarah's like, wait a minute. It's like... <laughs> It's like that's how I found. Like, but no, I thought I thought this was the six we got, and uh, so you know, once again, it's good for my game. I avoid a tribal, someone who this group might have preferred to work with over me is gone. I solved two of the puzzles. It's a good round for Deadly. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, and so, like, had you been sold this like bill of goods that it was a new tribe like are you are... not really but okay. also want to be optimistic and i want ultimately i wanted to be able to have as many options as possible because of the way the swap dynamics worked i basically figured out quickly that i'm playing from this very weird position no matter where I end up, that the time that the four left on Leviathan will have without Mason and I will make that the core of that alliance, where Mason and I would kind of be outside that, versus here we are on Scylla with also an existing four-person alliance. (laughs) And us being on the outside of that and it's like huh well this sucks doesn't it no matter what i do i'm in the same shitty position which is why in a perfect world i would have liked to ping pong a little and obviously we'll get to that at the merge and that's not possible to to certain people who will get into Uh, (laughs) but um you know at, at the merge it's definitely a situation. I mean, not the merger. This vote, it's definitely a situation where it's like, I'm in a really annoying spot. So it's just about trying to make social connections. And at the very least, I'm like, because of Zach's presence within this four in Scylla, I'm like, maybe I can supplant this guy. <laughs> it's like, maybe they'll like having Deadly around more than him like i i don't think i can jump over crystal or sully and or moss in this group but it's like maybe i can jump over 
Zach and then bring Mason with me over Zach and then suddenly we're two people in an alliance of five and then we only need one flip versus if we're two people in an alliance of six and need two people like just playing all the math games because it's like yeah we could if we're over there we could get Flair but will any of Gwyn or Dano or CC be down to do anything it's no so it's just all me trying to figure out the numbers and no matter what everything sucks <laughs> yeah this this swap was a it's kind of like the swap in uh survivor china where you know you're swapped into an immediate minority you're gonna get targeted immediately and then you've got really nowhere to go after it it, it felt a lot like the china tribe swap well, uh, if only you could have found, you know, the an idol on both sides. You could have, uh, and it was hidden in the same exact place on the other other. Right, right, but they, but then neither of them, because <laughs> exactly, because why would you? Why would why would you? And you have two idols at what final seven? <laughs> Come on, James. Um. All right, so they take out. Uh, Sam's in a 4 to 1 vote. Uh, and this brings us to Deadly's time to shine as captain. Uh, empirical captain in the heavy counting challenge. And this one is modeled after a challenge that a survivor has done quite a few times where you have a couple of people who are like holding bags of sand either like with a rope or on a uh, a stick over their back or something like that and then you're just adding weight to them in um, strategic ways to try to eliminate the people carry holding weight for the other side before the people holding weight for your side um, we modified it so that it was counting um, and your job was to add bags of weight which effect effectively equaled uh increasing the goal they had to reach by counting by 20 for each bag and so you kind of you kind of get off uh pretty easy here with with a no-show at the very first round but what as you're approaching this challenge you're, you're gonna have to assign weight to cc flair gwyn jess and rdt um how, should they all show up i don't know how did you feel about the responsibility you had and your odds against your uh, uh, enemy Captain Dano here. I mean, I know Dano is also just a really smart guy. So, like, I know that, like, it's not a lock by any means. But I also know that, like, at the very least, this is a challenge that I'm set up to succeed at uh, in the sense that, like, I'm familiar with the actual challenge since it is based off something on the show. Shout out Andrew Savage. <laughs> and, uh, also just like the logic of trying to like, you know, figure out where to target, who to go after that sort of thing. I enjoy that sort of thing. So I was like, of all the challenges for me to have captains, like this, this was a good. One. Yeah. Uh, and I believe you could only see the counting channels 
of the other side. I'm not sure if you could see the counting channels on your side. I think that's right. Okay. So uh, obviously first round, no added weight. Everyone's just counting to 100. And in each round, you only had five minutes. So there was an inevitability here. And yeah. and also you could make mistakes. You just you had to get one to 100 in a clean, straight shot at some point in the time frame. Um, so must so so when you see time start and i think cc gwyn and rdt get through without any issues flair stumbles a little bit but successful jess never shows up <laughs> so <laughs> are, are you I, I think you say um in your confessional something uh seems like a just dq Scylla victory <laughs> So you're already counting. You already got immunity in the bag from that point. I mean, just logically, unless like someone really goes off, like just logistically, I don't see how four can beat five in this challenge. Yeah. So it was just about <laughs> trying to figure out where to assign the weight and, uh, you know, trying to keep things nice and easy, but. I basically felt as soon as Jess wasn't here that, like, as long as I don't really mess up, like, we've won this challenge because just logistically, I can't see how they do it. Right. Uh, well, so four people left on Leviathan's side. You evenly split up the weight for that, for that round. And then it happens again. You get Flair in the second round eliminated um uh, she said that her hands were shaking the whole time she kept making all these mistakes uh and just could not could not do it um so now you're up five three i guess you don't know technically that it's five three but most likely five three um yeah it's just, you should this will be over in no time <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, then you put a little extra weight on Gwyn in the second round after the second round. Um, then you shift over a little extra weight on Cece the round after that. And in round four is when Gwyn goes out at 180, uh, which yeah, now you're up five two at this point, which is insane um, in hindsight. Uh, and so I, I don't know, I don't know what I think you could probably count to like 280 without like with discord's rate limiting like inhibiting you i don't know that you could ever really get above 280 in this challenge yeah. um and so at that point cc's at 180 rdt's at 160 the end is nigh um <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah you get i don't know it, it, i guess was as their as their numbers kept going up and like I think they did pretty well. They survived maybe longer than someone might expect. Um, did you ever feel any concern? Not really, because I I had to think that like my side were all physically there, and then at least got through like three or four rounds at minimum. So it's like as long as these guys don't start counting to like four hundred. <laughs> At which point I'd be like, okay, go off. But <laughs> I I really did think like, okay, I, I just got to keep 
you know, throwing things at these guys until it's all over. Uh, yeah, you you split 40-40 in for round six, which puts RDT at 260 and CC at 240. Um, that takes out RDT, uh, and CC able to do it. 240 is pretty good. Um, and by this point, Crystal had gone out the previous round at 220, and then this time Zach goes out at 220, and Moss goes out at 180. So all of a sudden, it's not quite as uh, dominant from the outside anyway. Yeah, the next number is pretty big. <laughs> yeah, it, it really comes down to, like, I don't think there's any shot in, a, in the world CC can count to 320 in the time. So it's a matter of whether or not Mason and Sully can get to their targets. Uh, yeah. uh, Sully had, a, had his own target at 240, gets there, Mason... Stuck on 120 this entire challenge after the second round. Uh, no harm, no, no, no issues. Um, which, so Dano, as the captain, has told me that the reason Mason's number never went up after the first, second round was uh, his attempt to kind of, one, make Mason out to seem like a really solid contributor. He never got eliminated. Hopefully that'll help him in his standing on the tribe. Two, to show him that, like, hey, we still want to work with you, that sort of thing. I don't know if that ever came across to anybody. No, um, I wish that was at some point. <laughs> but that that was the uh, the the goal there, um, he has said. That's big brain. If, if that was really the thought process, that's really big brain. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, CC CC does really well. Gets to around the like 270, 280 mark before time runs out, and uh, and that's it. Seven rounds, another win for Scylla, and another win for Deadly. And uh, yeah, so thing, things trending up. Yeah, uh, Leviathan they go over and uh, with <laughs> with Jess's no show. Um... Yeah, that, that's the easiest boot of the season. <laughs> Yep, she's she's out uh, unanimously five one, and uh, we're down to eleven. And so eleven, I guess. Also, I noticed that um, that for this for that captain's vote, so you, you get five of the six votes to be captain. You don't even vote for yourself in that in that round, though. I don't know if you remember that. Well, I, I felt weird about voting for myself. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, you voted for Moss. Um, but, all right, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, let's see. So the you last... You never want to self in an org. Don't want to do it. <laughs> the last pre-merge challenge is greed. Jesus. Um, and so we asked everyone to vote for selfish captains, um, which I think was the most loaded adjective we put in front of captains the season and uh you, your side ends up putting up crystal for that role i kind of i seem to remember there was a conversation about like well should we do the opposite and put like the least selfish person up or something to that effect yeah that became the thing i if i remember correctly all of us were looking around it's zach <laughs> but like we we this seems like it's a little tricky. Do we really want to 
you know, put Zach in that spot and, uh, you know, end up getting screwed over as a result. Yeah. It's, it's concerning because the, up to this point, the captains have had a very heavy sway over the outcome of the challenge. Who knows what a selfish captain could, could do to tank anyone's game. Um, and so what ends up being the situation is the two captains have a private captain's game of greed uh, by themselves that no one gets to see, not even the viewers. And so Crystal from your side, Gwyn from the other side, uh, they get like five minutes to talk and then they get to choose to be selfish or not. And being selfish meant that uh, if both of them were selfish, they'd both just go to Nautical with a vote against them the next time they weren't immune. If neither was selfish, it's like nothing ever happened. But if one was selfish and the other wasn't, the one who was selfish would have immunity at the next nautical and the other person would lose their vote uh, at the next nautical they can vote in. However, um, it as it turns out, Gwyn and Crystal have a bit of a bit of a history. And so most of their conversation boiled down to the fact that Zach had figured that out that they knew each other outside of the game and despite saying i think he says to crystal at some point like oh i'm not gonna tell anybody else i think had told everybody else yeah <laughs> basically so they spend their brief time of conversation to kind of figure out like what do we do about this how do we handle this are we working together are we not working together what do we do how do we whatever uh so i guess for you when you find something like this out either in this case or in any org really how does that uh, affect the way you think about that, those players and their relationship and things? I think my attitude now is different than my attitude at the time because, like, once again, it's been a minute uh, since this game. I think then it, it was more of like, a, ooh, I don't like that type thing just because it's like connection's bad. I think at this point... Um, more like I've realized just how incestuous the org community is mm -hmm. and like to a certain extent like everyone knows everyone and like obviously they didn't know each other from orgs but like it, it it's still like an online thing it's not like they're neighbors <laughs> right <laughs> then, then it would be like oh that that's not ideal or like you know they were like you know roommates or some shit then that would be like a red flag uh <laughs> you know it, it's people who knew each other over the internet versus like yeah it's like one thing i've learned over the past couple of years that i've been doing this now is like yeah like i applied for a season that i played last year which i had no connection to the org whatsoever i played and at marooning, like I had played with three other people on the cast, had no conversations with any of them, hadn't talked with any of them since each of the times I'd played with them. But it's like, yeah, I I have pre-existing relationships with three people here. I don't know who knows that or if that will come into play. And it didn't really come into play over the course of the season. But, uh, you know, it, it's just almost an inevitability in orgs that there's going to be some level of familiarity, even in non-returning seasons. Mm -hmm. So I think at the time I, I was more 
sketched out by it than I would be now, for sure. So I, I do think it is something that like impacted decision making more than it probably should have. But hindsight's twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it uh, it's a weird little thing in this season because it uh, you know the they are never on a tribe together. They had no idea they were playing together. And then ultimately, it's not even going to matter very long because, uh, well, the merge vote's going to happen. Right. But um, also, it sort of does in the sense that, like, right. it, to a certain extent, a contributing factor in the merge vote. So, like, it goes both ways. Yeah. But, yeah, it, it's not going to really impact the end game at all. Yeah. Um, so... Gwen and Crystal, ultimately, neither of them is selfish, so it's like this never happened. I don't even know if they tell anybody else in the game, really, that this <laughs> this took place. Um, so then we get to the actual greed, uh, which I believe the captains were uneligible to, to participate in. And what hap- And it's, you know, normal greed type of challenge. Whoever wants to grab the necklace can. They get immunity for some sort of penalty. And in this case, that penalty is... They don't merge with everyone else. And so everyone's going to merge at the, after this challenge one way or the other. Either all 11 you've, of you combined or 10 of you with somebody who has immunity being held back until I think the time of the Nautical Council the next like two days from now. Yeah. That's a pretty big downside. Yeah, and that's why I don't think anyone ends up taking it, is not being able to be there at the merge and have those conversations. It, it's a death wish. Yeah. Were you concerned that anyone was going to take it? During- Maybe Zach would, just <laughs> Zach. Yep. But outside of that, I, I don't think anyone would make a move like that just because it's going to put a target on you. It kills social capital both in the sense that like trustworthiness and then also you're not there at the merge to have those conversations it's not worth it ultimately unless like you knew for sure you would be going home this round like it was a guarantee there's no reason to take it Mm -hmm. yeah no it's a little too steep a penalty a steep cost to pay and so five i think we gave you five minutes Five minutes go by, nobody takes it, and so everybody merges. Uh, no one's going to have immunity at this first vote uh, at the merge, but I think we give you like a day off uh, in between to kind of sort everything out. Also, you go to the merge feast where you get to decide a name for your merged crew, uh, which was interesting. Um, how do you feel about the name, the ultimate name that was chosen? Hydrogen. I don't care. It's <laughs> uh, like, you know, that tribe over there. It doesn't really matter to me. I care about the game. Like, I don't really care about the, the, uh, you know, the name of the tribe. There's so many more important things. Whatever, whatever keeps people happy works for me. You, you know, we we could have been the. I hate Ryan tribe. Like, <laughs> I, I don't care. Um, there's a point where Zach throws out a name, um, Otoi, 
someone he as a girl that Blackbeard fell in love with. He starts going off on this big long dis- explanation. Some plot. <laughs> and you jump in halfway through his explanation to be to say, or it's just some anime girl after Googling. But nice story. <laughs> Look, here's the thing, right? Like I know Zach is a super fan of the show. Right? <laughs> and so I I know that with especially the coming up with some name and some like bullshit justification for the name it is what Malcolm did in Fans vs. Favorites. Mm-hmm. And it's like I I I'm I'm sorry, no, we're not doing this right. <laughs> like, no, it's not happening. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> good catch, good catch. Um you're I believe the one who posts uh <laughs> Yes. Somebody... For the, just for the record, that was entirely a bit. It wasn't supposed to be taken seriously, and it's accidentally did. So you had already you had suggested earlier the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, fine, uh, and then I thrown out the Krusty Krab, which I assume is what put you on the SpongeBob. Yeah, thought. I was like, I was like, let's fuck with these people, and then I posted. <laughs> it. People start like reacting positively, and I'm like. Huh? <laughs> yeah, it's Losa. Stick with the bit because, like, you know, I've committed at this point. <laughs> yeah, Zach. I mean, Zach's all, all on board for the craziness. Um, Dano is like, I'm cool with this. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> the the shock I had. I, I I posted it as a joke. Um, Crystal says, press one for Animal Kitty, press two for Ijlosa. Five people, press two. Um, it's like Crystal, Gwyn, you, Zach, Dano. Almost a majority. It's almost done. We almost just move on from that point. Um, <laughs> uh, we get Sully say it later on, and then us now obviously at this point the viewers lounge is just irate (laughs) um i I don't know obviously i think it's a bad name but i don't care (laughs) i don't care who what you name your tribe like you said it doesn't matter um all i so like i ask you how do you pronounce it because i'd seen a couple of times for like trying to say it in their heads it doesn't make sense there's like five different pronunciations i've seen um and like crystal says (laughs) <laughs> or Sully first says exactly as it's spelled. Thanks, Sully. <laughs> Sully is like the most underrated <laughs> this season. Um, and then you know, Crystal's like, "Oh, it's Ejelosa," and you say you just say each letter out phonetically. Yeah, that's correct. I J L O S A. Oh my oh, goodness. Um, <laughs> and so. But I think that, so I, I asked, you know, I mentioned that like, you know, there's there's podcasts and things. We're going to need to know how to say it at some point. Um, just want to make just, sure. What's that? This is production interference. You're meddling. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so, and like, I'm like, all right, well, we need a little more time. We'll be back. 
uh, to let you free and as soon as we can be. Um, Meg comes in to reinforce the pronunciation thing. And when she says that, Crystal immediately changes tactics and says that, oh, we need it to be a real word now. Which, hydrogen is not a real word, so I don't know how that ends up happening. Um, <laughs> but that eventually puts you over to hydrogen. Uh, fortunately. Fortunately. Um, you also suggest, damn it, Ryan. Nice. We like. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Goodness. I don't remember half of these. But yeah. So it ends up being Hydrogen after a, a near brush uh, with I-J-L-O-S-A as the name of your tribe, which is a mouthful, really. <laughs> yeah, but part of me also just in hindsight thinks it would have been really funny because the, the viewer's lounge can be really entitled. Yeah. oh for sure for sure so watching them just go through pain maybe was deserved <laughs> no that's fair uh i think that that is a, maybe the best reason <laughs> to have gone with the name but yeah i think i'd even i'd already like was already starting to act as if that was the name i don't think i'd updated any of the roles or categories yet but um i'd like create written a command for the title for the name of the tribe already for the season um is it still active <laughs> i don't i think i disabled it because it stopped being the name It'd be crazy if <laughs> the lounge I, I could get into a tribal <laughs> um let me see i might be able to if it's if i didn't delete it it would still i'd be able to find it oh yeah no it, it works on uh <laughs> it works in the the challenge lounge uh, wherever that is. Um, and it says, Walking along the deck of the Ijlosa, you aren't quite sure how you feel. Does the rest of your crew have a friendly disposition? Do they keep you cautiously at arm's length? The Leviathan was a fearsome sea creature that plagued sailors for millennia. The Scylla was described as someone not to be trifled with. What will they say about Ijlosa hundreds of years from now? Yeah. Fair. Nice. Great. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> um... All right, so you got a tribe name. You got a merge tri merge crew. Uh, you get your first shot at meeting RDT, who is the only person left in the game that you hadn't really gotten to know yet. Um, and you also now have this giant 11-person dynamic to navigate. So, yeah, how, does, how do you go about that? Not the smartest. <laughs> So basically, I just start, you know, talking to everybody again, catching up with my old Leviathan crew, still communicating with my Scylla crew, and then also meeting RDT for the first time. And I kind of, I pitch RDT, because uh, as I said earlier in this, like my ultimate goal was to be able to just like kind of ping pong back and forth between the two groups and like be able to take out people who don't want to work with me from either side so i like pitch rdt on like the hey you me and mason all really are kind of people without a home right now we're, we're nomads and uh you know if we're a three-person crew who can kind of jump between each of the four-person groups that's a lot of power there yeah uh, which 
you seem like a kind of receptive too, but not super. So I'm like, okay, maybe that's not going to be a thing, but you know, worth, worth an attempt. Um, and then, but he also doesn't leak that at any point, despite voting me out a few rounds later, which is interesting. Uh, cause when I, when I, you know, selfishly name search after the season, that, that offer actually never came back up to either side which is interesting to me. And um, so, yeah, at basically where I'm kind of trapped is in the scenario I mentioned earlier, which is like, you know, Mason and I exist as like this two-person group where people know Mason and I are close, both due to our relationship on both tribes at this point, mm-hmm. um, together every tribal, and just generally having a relationship. And so, like, we're seen as a pair, which you never want, but at this point, it there was no changing that. Um, so we're seen as, like, a duo, and it's like, well, here we are. We're either number five and six in a Leviathan alliance or number five and six in a Scylla alliance. But maybe we can become four and five in a Scylla alliance. And if the Leviathans we vote against aren't flare... <laughs> I can numbers together is mm-hmm. what's going on in my brain, which is why I, we ultimately end up voting with Scylla at the first merge tribal. Now, once again, with the benefit of hindsight, Zach should have been the merge boot. We should have just all got along and had a unanimous little Zach boot because that's what Leviathan wanted to do. And Crystal, once again, was you know, getting a little exhausted and she would have done it. And if she was on board, Sully would have been on board and it would have just been a chain reaction. Mm-hmm. There could have been a unanimous Zach merge boot. And maybe the viewers lose out on some entertainment. They don't get the 42 year old cop saga. <laughs> so, you know, maybe it, it's for the best that things happen the way they do for, for the universe to heal. But, uh, you know, we should have all got along at the merge because typically in the show, even it's kind of interesting because there's two kinds of merge boots in, in survivor. There's either, you know, your very easy unanimous merge boot that everyone gets along. Cause there's a player who everyone wants to get rid of, you know, you have your, you know, Eric and Samoa type merge boot mm-hmm. or you have, or like Eliza and Micronesia, that sort of deal. Or you have, you're like, the two factions are going against each other and one of them's going to win this tribal, let's find out, type <laughs> tribal, like Tagayan, or that sort of thing. And that's what we clearly had here, where, like, you know, everybody was, all the Leviathans lined up, all the Scyllas lined up, and I think Leviathan took the vote less seriously. Hmm. Uh, because I think they just thought it was a given that Zach would go, because everyone was kind of done with his shit and that's the point in the game where I had the most hand on steering wheel and I probably should have just let it go that way but I didn't and so it, it, it ends up being Gwyn because of Gwyn a, it, it gets everyone to shut up about the crystal relationship Yeah, and then also I think Gwyn was like the person 
who was like the most like the four remaining Leviathans are like kind of like the main crew. I I thought there'd be a way to ingratiate myself back in with everybody else. Obviously, you know, we'll, we'll get to the rest of the game. <laughs> uh, you know, at the time, Gwyn seemed like the correct vote. But, you know, shit happens. Was there... So one, uh, obviously, Zach told hundreds, maybe thousands of lies during this his time in the season. Um, one of the ones that I think gets the most... I guess praise is the right way to put it. Is he he lies about yeah, just lie? Yeah, he lies about the swap and which knowing... first I believed until I sat down and thought about it for a minute. <laughs> and, and 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 I'm exaggerating when yeah, I'm saying like for a sat down, but I believed it for like a solid like three four days of 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 Earth time. So so <laughs> for a Zach lie, that's very good. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, like for a few days, I was like, "Yeah, cool." Well, not even yeah, cool necessarily, but more like, "Huh, fuck them." Yeah. But uh, then you know, I thought about it for a second, and I'm like, "This dude loved Sam's. So why would he give her to Sam's?" Mm-hmm. Yes, that is the <laughs> that is the fatal flaw. Ultimately, right. it's um, like, yeah, if that wasn't part of it, I would have played the entire game believing that the knowledge existed that there was a swap <laughs> but sam's was the one hole because yeah. outside of that like i could see rdt getting even though rdt was like a, a, a pretty strong player like, i could see zach moving on from rdt i could see that but there was no universe where zach was keeping crystal and moving on from sam's it's not gonna happen um so there was no lingering uh animosity about the circumstances uh that played into the Gwyn vote not really i stuck with the believing it big i think in my conversations with zach and i might have if zach told other people i'm, I'm trying to like, keep all the conversations straight i might have repeated it just to like hammer home to everyone like i'm with you but I knew something wasn't right because of the Sam's involvement, but also like, you know, it's an easy way to make it seem like I'm all in with these people. So it's like, yeah, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, okay. So then the other thing I wanted to ask about this Gwyn vote, if, if you're trying to play a, a game in the middle of, of kind of doing a bounce back and forth. And if these two groups are, Four Leviathan, four Scylla. You've got you, Mason, and RDT in the middle. But RDT's not really in the middle in the same way that you and Mason are right. at least trying to be. Um, so are, are you you see him as part of that Scylla group? Mainly, yes. Okay. So then you're looking at a group of five and four, which means if you vote out one of the four, you no longer can flip to that three group and have a majority at 10, if I'm doing the math correctly. You are. Okay. But I think also something that exists is just a, a big group. I think the two things that I kept in mind here 
But once again, your logic completely checks out. I, I'm not here to defend my gameplay, especially at this very <laughs> as the best ever. I think I actually, on the whole, if we did power rank the games played, I do better than my placement. I, I think I played a better game than the ninth best game in this game. But hmm. at the same time, I, I made plenty of mistakes. I certainly did not play the best game out here by any means, or particularly close. Um, there, there's a lot of holes in the game. I think my thought processes when it came to that were that mainly two things. Number one is that a big group really in both real survivor and in an org isn't going to just be able to all be BFFs and make everything work super, super long term. Right. Uh, you know, eventually there's going to be some division, some schism within the larger group, and, you know, someone will get targeted within. And then the other thing when it comes to that is that event, you can very easy rally people to be to throw up your shoulders and be like, let's just get rid of Zach now. And then once you get rid of Zach now, the numbers could still not be even. But they're closer to even, you know. You, you now, granted, you could say if CC's next, which is what ends up happening, and then let's say Zach goes at nine instead of me, you know, the numbers are still unbalanced. It, it's four v five. It, no, wait, hold on, math. So on one side you have, so it's two v four with Mason nine in the middle, which would make it a four four rocks or some bullshit four so flip so yeah the the numbers are still what the numbers are once again not my best game by any means go go to the simviver micronesia server if you want to see me play a good game uh, <laughs> but i don't know i i think it was mainly that and it was mainly i didn't really trust gwyn as much as i did crystal which ultimately played a factor here mm-hmm. is that i did I thought on the whole, Crystal was at this point in the game being pretty honest with me, which she was. Um, so I thought, like, okay, I have that connection and I can make things happen. I I mean, the one connection that I didn't realize was as strong as it was, and I don't think anyone did until it was too late, was obviously, you know, the, the pair that ends up running the game in the form of RDT and Moss. I think if that is clocked as like a super, super tight pair earlier, the whole game shakes out differently, but you know, obviously it doesn't and they're able to run the whole game. I mean, RDT had his idol at this point, right? Uh, at this point, he only, he finds the safety without power uh, in between the merge feast and the vote. He gets the so idol a couple of rounds later. Okay, so he, he, he actually, could have gone home here, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. But, um, I don't know. It It's a vote that accidentally blows up my whole game. I need just about everything to go right the rest of the game to have a shot at. It, it, it's not my best moment. Uh, in the moment, though, I feel like you were feeling pretty good about yourself. Well, I, did you see Top Gun Maverick? Yeah. Yeah, you, you know how Hangman's always like, I am good. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> That's me in this game. <laughs> like, you know, I, I feel good. I am good. And it's this really weird arc of me in this season where, you know, I start off, like, within a majority on a tribe. I get swapped and have no power. And then accidentally at the merge end up kind of controlling the whole game for the next two votes before having a Drew Christie episode. <laughs> yes. And it's like, it really is the probably still to this day the weirdest game I've ever played in that sense where it's like for two votes I I was just openly controlling everything before yeah. having like the most comical downfall ever that's mostly yeah, at least Drew Christie most of his was in his control and that's what makes it so funny like him throwing the immunity challenge and all that obviously we'll get to it when we get to it, but like most of it is like weird bullshit that was out of my control that somehow just got repeated enough to where it became a fact, but we'll, we'll get to final nine when we get to final nine. But uh, yeah, it, I felt good about my position in the game, mainly because as I said, this is my second org. And so the first game I played, I made final tribal and I lost a four to three to two vote where I was the two. I could have done better. One of my answers didn't like got completely lost by a juror who was considering voting for me based on my answer to a question. And he just didn't see my answer to said question. Mm -hmm. So I, it, it could have flipped differently. Would have been nuts if it became three, three, three. <laughs> uh, I don't even know how production would have settled that. But, uh, I don't know if it's like a rock draw to eliminate one of them or some shit. I don't know how it goes. But uh, rank choice voting. Maybe, yeah. But uh, who knows? Point is, my game wasn't like able to be seen by the jury as much as the other two people I was in Final Tribal with. Like Their games were more visible. My game was... I mean, it's ironic. I come in third place in that season and I run into the same issue Moss will eventually run into here yes. where it's a super, super well-played game that the jury doesn't have a full understanding of. Mm -hmm. And so I was like just terrified going in of that happening again. So I was like, all right, play a little bigger. And I sure did. <laughs> Absolutely. For better or worse. Uh, so that's a good segue into, um, because of the format in which I'm recording this season's episodes, uh, not in order, um, a thing I had done in the past was ask each person to give me a question or something to ask the person I talked to after them. So uh -huh. in the old days, that would have been CC giving me a question to give you, giving me a question to give Zach, and so on down the line. Oh, Zach would have been easy. It's just... <laughs> Um, but in this ver format, well, I can't really do that. So I've been asking people if they had a question for anybody, what would it be? And they can give me as many as they like, really. Um, so I have my first kind of question for you comes from Gwyn. And so we'll, we'll, we'll slot it in right here. Um, she wants to know, uh, there's like three parts to this. Um, <laughs> firstly... Have you learned from running Buckwild or Amok with rumors? 
I don't think I really did, to be honest. Um, I mean, I don't know if she's talking about the whole knowing Crystal thing, but that th- that was Zach. That wasn't me. I mean, it's something that like helped put a target on her for like the Scylla coalition to vote against for sure. It was it was an easy scapegoat for people to throw out there. But I I wouldn't say I was like a rumor mill per se. At least from my perspective. I don't know if I'm a little you know, obviously I have a bias towards myself. <laughs> but uh, I I don't know if that's super reflective of my game, honestly. Like I, I have once again plenty of holes in my game. Uh, but I don't know if spreading rumors about people really falls into that. Yeah, I don't, I'm trying to remember, obviously Zach, you know, is Zach, but, um, I'm, I'm almost curious if the question comes from a position of, you know, you had said that you, you fed into the rumor, at least with Zach, uh, for some, some of things with Zach. Uh, and I wonder if that's kind of the way that the information gets back to Gwyn um and that's where that's coming from perhaps maybe maybe like I mean I I don't know obviously it's like I didn't evoke Gwyn out for anything outside the game like yeah I didn't meta her (laughs) but (laughs) it's nothing outside the game why she was the person who at the time I thought was the best person to go with the benefit of hindsight I wouldn't have voted Gwyn out at at 11 maybe i vote went out at 10 mm-hmm. but it wouldn't have been at 11 uh it, it would have been zach at 11 and just we all sit around the campfire and are a happy group <laughs> yeah you know i think gwyn was in a tough position no matter what happened because crystal wanted to get rid of the I have a bestie on the other tribe who I would choose over you guys thing that even though that wasn't true, like yeah. in a game like this, perception is reality. And once like Zach starts running around and being like, Oh, crystal, because it's not even like he, he put it in like a crystal and Gwen know each other way. It's like, Oh, they're friends, you know, that they're, they're tight. And that sort of thing where like, you know, Obviously, I didn't know how he knew this. I never even bothered to ask, which (laughs) is also a thing where it's like, maybe I should have considering it's Zach. Right. Uh, So so that's on me. Always cite your sources, kids. (laughs) It's it's like, I don't know. I, I think Gwen was in a tough spot because Crystal needed to cut that if she wanted any chance at the end. And then, you know, she was unable to ultimately Gwyn's main downfall is that she was unable to convince Mason or I that we were part of the long-term plan mm-hmm. or than any, like even more than, you know, the outside relationship thing. If she put together, you know, a way to make us feel safe and welcomed, you know, who, who knows how things go. But it was more of just almost an an expectation and obligation that we would return to our starting tribe after our loan to the other side. 
it is almost what it felt like at the time. And we were like, I mean, both of us were just like, I, I don't feel good about this. And obviously I'm the one who takes all the heat, but like Mason is, he's allowed to think for himself. Like he, he could have <laughs> not flipped as well, or he could have made the counter argument in our discussions, which he didn't. But it purely becomes, oh, Deadly's a snake. Deadly's a snake. And I'm not saying Mason is a snake. I'm making the, the no one is a snake argument. <laughs> it's a game. And also something that people can forget is ultimately Mason and I spend more days on Scylla 2.0 than we spend on Leviathan 1.0. Right. So it's like, it's not like we, you know, spent 15 days on Leviathan get swapped to Scylla for one challenge and then completely jump ship. It's like we had been there earlier. We survived a tribal over there, which we never had to go to tribal on Leviathan. It's like, it, it's not like it was like this very clear cut decision either way. We had pros and cons. We talked through them. At the time, we thought staying with Scylla was the right move. I mean, we you can go back and forth on what was the right move. It was kind of a lose-lose situation for us because we were going to burn half the tribe no matter what we did. Mm -hmm. It's it, it was really like RDT wasn't held to the same expectation Mason and I were. Where like RDT, no matter where RDT voted, I, I think he would have been just fine. But like, and maybe if we had voted Leviathan, like the people on Scylla would have been less mad. Like maybe Crystal and Sully and Moss take a vote, you know, better than Gwyn and Dano do. Possibly. Like, Flair didn't give a shit. But <laughs> the, the rest of the team over there, like, took it personally. And, like, it, it, it's just a game. And, like, I don't know. We can get into the stuff, but it's a very hard situation when you spend time with two different groups of people who are now opposed to each other and now have to pick between one of them and the other half is going to be upset with you. It, it was a situation where we couldn't have been in the right no matter what. Sure, sure. Um, okay, part two <laughs> uh, from Gwyn. Uh, and you kind of alluded to this already. Um, I, I guess sort of, I guess. But I think this is coming from a position of, well, this is the only game Gwyn ever saw you play. But have you learned to tone it down and play more under the radar? Yes and no. It depends on... Everything is situational in a game like this. And it's like, I don't play an insane amount because I get so into it that, like, I can't. Like, I don't know how people play, like, two or three at a time. Like, I hear that and I'm like, What? Because, like, when I'm playing an org, like, it's my life for the time I'm playing it. So I play, like, two a year or so, give mm -hmm. or take. And so, I mean, it, it's all situational, really. It's like, I mean, I, I don't want to turn this into, like, a Deadly's Org's history lesson. <laughs> but, like, once again, the game that I referenced earlier, where I was like, if you want to see me play a good game, like, in Survivor... My, so it was, I don't know how familiar people listening are with the org, but basically they, they each season is like basically a recreation of the real show. Mm -hmm. It's the same swaps, same 
you know, advantages in play, that sort of thing. They merge at the same time, like all, all that stuff. Obviously, the challenges aren't exact recreations because, you know, you, yeah. you can't turn some challenges into more challenges. But in terms of like when the swaps occur, when the merge occurs, what advantages are out there, that sort of thing is all based on the actual show. Tribe sizes, tribe divisions, that sort of thing. So I played their Micronesia season. So I started on the fans tribe. We lost three of the first four challenges. And then after the swap, we proceeded to lose the next three challenges. So I went seven of the first... Oh, wait. Or was it the next four challenges? No, it was the next three. So I went to six of the first seven tribal councils. Nice. No. No, it was seven of the first eight. We did lose four in a row over there. So, yeah, seven of the first eight tribal councils I had to go to. Oof. Which was hell. And, you know, it, it was scratching and clawing, scratching and clawing, scratching and clawing to, like, get through each of them. And, you know, and then the last pre-merged challenge, I single-handedly won for my tribe where I would have gone home if we didn't. And then I get to the merge. The merge vote is the opposite of here it's the other example i gave where everyone you know has a coalition against one person no one wants in the game anymore that person went then i'm targeted at final nine i'm targeted at final seven and i just have to keep fucking scratching and clawing and i eventually get to final three and i get fallen angeled and it's like Hmm. you gotta be kidding me i got all this way to be the last juror. I know how Sari feels. And I won zero immunity challenges the whole way, too. So it was purely... And I didn't have the idol. So it was purely just having to run around and social game and strategic game my way out of constant holes. Because I had no friends. And very little agency either, which would have hurt my winning chances in that sense, because I really couldn't control what was happening, but I had to just keep shifting targets, shifting targets. And I I think there's a balance, because sometimes you have to play above the radar. Like, a season like this, like, once I made the Gwyn boot, it, I think, is important to note. Like, I wasn't really playing above the radar until Gwyn goes home, because I realized, all right, well... I just poisoned the first member of the jury. People are mad at me. If I just, I, I can't do my little alligator and go below the surface. That's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So I now have to shift and play this really, really big character and convince people that no one's going to vote for me to win because I'm a big asshole who just blindsided Gwyn and now I'm like you know here use me as a shield or use me as a person who the jury hates either way I saw that as my best shot of getting deep into the game at that point because it was like I was out of options because once again like I knew no matter what I'm gonna piss off half the game like the the swap really set back my game like if I'm not swapped my winning chances are way higher because I wouldn't have had to make anybody mad. Mm -hmm. As long as I get through the merge vote, which I probably would have, no way to say for sure, but if it's either Zach or it still ends up being Gwyn or however things go, you know, if I get through the merge vote, 
I have life. And really, I needed just about everything to go my way in this game once the merge vote happened because all of a sudden I'm public enemy number one. Yeah, that's true. Part Uh, C? Yeah, (laughs) part C uh, didn't have a question mark on it. Um, And you definitely have touched on this a little bit. So, uh, but she basically said that she thinks you would have you would have gone further in the game if you hadn't gone as hard against her at that point. At that point, yes, I agree. I, I mean, the yep. That, that's the thing. Like, unfortunately, you can't realize things. And I think here's the thing. Like, I talk about like voting Zach out here, which when I stand by benefit of hindsight, Zach should have gone at the merge. That being said, the thing I took for granted that we can touch on a little later when it comes back around to me being voted out is I thought at that point in time, nobody took Zach seriously whatsoever. So everything that Zach said would just be instantly discredited and no one would take it seriously and that he can just run around on his little island telling his little (laughs) lies. And then we just, the, the rest of us play the game. I, I, I thought that's what we were doing at that point in time. And obviously, and unfortunately, people start getting paranoid based on all the shit Zach just says for the sake of saying things. And, and that was a bad read on my part, because I should have realized it's Survivor people get paranoid. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the whole point of the game. Yeah. And so that was really the the big problem with Zach remaining in the game because Zach wasn't a physical threat. He wasn't a social threat by any means. And he wasn't able to be a strategic threat. I think he has the capability to be a strategic threat, but he wasn't able to coalesce people to work with him as a strategic threat because no one took him particularly seriously. Yeah. Um but his ability to just like throw concepts out there was what made him dangerous in terms of his continued existence in the game. So that's why I think Zach needed to go. And once again, like, if Zach goes at 11, there's a decent shot Gwyn still goes at 10. Mm-hmm. But also, at least the easy boot is gone. So now the Leviathan Coalition is now voting against, I don't know, say they decide to vote against Moss. You know, then it becomes easier to defend. Well, I'm allied with Moss, so I have to not vote with you guys because Moss is my friend. Hence, now I'm voting against Quinn. I guess that also just makes the vote easier because it's no longer a vote to keep Zach in the game. Right. Maybe that that's an easier pill to swallow, uh, just from a pride perspective. Because I know when I got voted out, that was the number one thing that pissed me off. Because I'm like, come <laughs> on, it was before Zach. <laughs> Like, at least have at least have the the decency. Vote me out at eight, please. Like, at, at least let me get a spot better than him. Because once again, I think Zach is completely capable of playing a really good game. I've never seen him play outside of alliance, so I don't know if he's always in his like th- this strategy or if he mixes it up. Mm-hmm. But. You know, I, I think Zach completely has the capability to be a very good player. But just the chaos it created and the inability for anybody to trust him 
that all came from him um, made him an ideal merge boot that I think we just took for granted. And, you know, it, it was a bad move. And then just kept kicking it down the kicking it down kicking that can down the road uh until eight apparently yeah all right okay well that's the gwyn vote (laughs) um final 10 brings us to animal rescue jesus uh this was our server challenge of the season took place on different server um also, it was a pairs challenge, so two people were going to win immunity. And, and it was couples therapy. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Um, we grouped everyone up based on the way they'd been chosen as captains. So RDT and Sully, Clever, CC and Crystal, Orthographic, uh, Flair and Zach, whose captains were no longer in the game. They were paired together. Mason and Moss, who were never captains, paired together. And you and Dano, empirical captains, paired together. God. Best of friends. We were, is the sad thing. It's a true Anakin and Obi-Wan thing. (laughs) You know, things were so good until they weren't. And he he was so mad. (laughs) So, so mad about the merge vote. And I get it. You know, it, it sucks to all of a sudden now be in a minority. And, like, feel like you have to win immunity to stay in the game. Like, I get that. Which, ultimately, we end up winning immunity. Which is still, to this day, the only post-emerge immunity I've ever had. Nice. Nice. Uh, yeah. But failing an immunity challenge will <laughs> we'll never get old. Um, <laughs> but, because, like, I'm always... I'm like James or something, because he's never won an individual immunity. I'm pretty strong in tribal challenges and then we get to the merge and i'm just inept i don't know what happens um but i mean that challenge was a lot of fun it was as i said challenge of the org um absolute peak (laughs) i i got to oink on the voice yeah yeah so uh (laughs) you're rescuing animals from this island and We've positioned them at various locations. Uh, the further away that you are, you go from your starting point, the longer it takes to get there, the longer it takes to get back, but the more points those animals are worth. Right. And there's one area that's the, mo- the closest section that's the only spot where the animals are worth one point. Everywhere else, it's two or more. And uh, all you have to do is jump on a voice channel and make a sound that convinces me that you are that animal some way, shape, or form. Um, and so, you know, we, we picked animals that, well, fit the theme, but also are animals that genu- generally have a very distinct, like, sound that they make. Like a cat and a dog and a horse and a chicken, etc. Um, and Wasn't it on there? What, what goat noise were you looking for? Well, so goats, like, they, they bleat. They they make Ble- like a... I, I'm not familiar with bleedage. <laughs> with bleedage, I don't I don't think that's how that goes. Um, but there, I don't know. It's like a more um, guttural ba sound, I think. Okay. Um, I don't know. You can look up. I don't know. I guess you could have done like a screaming goat sound. I don't know. Um, but definitely not gonna accept 
being just being Tom Brady. <laughs> Why not? Because we're looking for animal sounds here. Tom Brady sucks. <laughs> I'd say I'd say he's proven himself to be a beast on and off the field. <sighs> I mean, I think so. Let's see. I think you were the second group to do this. Um, uh-huh. And Cece and Crystal had gone before you. And Crystal had done all the animal sounds uh, of the pair of them. And all the sounds she had made were genuine animal sounds. And so you show up. And you do a few that are like uh, real animal sounds. Um, But then you start going off into just how can I get this point without actually making an animal sound? (laughs) And that's your mindset. And it, I don't know how much time that costs you taking that approach. And so, like, I don't know how you still end up winning this challenge because of it. I think, because didn't you do, like, mine, mine, mine for Seagull from Finding Nemo? Is that not a valid response? It is. I gave you the point for it. Okay, but shut up. I'm just saying, like, that's that's the that's the trajectory that we took in this challenge. What other seagull sound were you looking for? Like, I don't know, cacaw? They make bird they sounds. <laughs> what do you mean? I have never once heard a seagull cacaw. <laughs> Regardless. <laughs> I'm just saying. You 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 started you started to push the envelope and like it just kept I don't remember any of the other examples. I'd have to re-listen to the audio, but <laughs> It just kept getting further and further from an actual animal sound as it went on. Uh, and I think goat was the breaking point in that in that path. Um, still a lot of fun, but no, no, not no points for goat there. <laughs> um, you spent a lot of time, so you spent a lot of time at the dock. Uh, you also spent a lot of time at the beach, which I think was misspelled words. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you dabbled in the open area, which were baby versions of animals, and in the rainforest, which were math equations. Um, meanwhile, your counterpart, Dano, uh, filled in all the gaps in the beach with misspelled words that you didn't get to. Uh, I don't know which one of you went to them, went to them first. Uh, he also spent a lot of time in the woods, which was probably the most profitable area. It was just typing in words backward. Um, oh, that's easy. Yeah, for just for three points, right? Um, and so uh, between the two of you, in an hour's time, you pull in 113 points. I don't know what the max could possibly have been. Um, obviously, you couldn't have done everything with the time frame. Right. But uh, yeah, no, 113 is real good. Uh, and you beat Cece and Crystal, who are going to finish runners-up by nine points. Okay, so it was pretty close. Yeah, yeah, pretty close. Um, yeah, uh, so you, you and Dano, immune here at final ten. How, so what's, we, we talked a lot about your game in particular in how this, the Gwyn vote and what that meant for, for things. But when you come, and you talked about how you're gonna piss off a group of people one way or the other. So when you come out of there, and you're you know turn you're turning to look at the final ten vote uh, with immunity, 
what do you do you are you trying to mend bridges are you trying to do anything like that with... i think so yeah but like the level of receptiveness certainly varied from person to person it's like flair didn't as i said earlier like flair didn't take the vote personally whatsoever um you know it was if she got it she knew i was with her and as long as i had any agency whatsoever she was going to be fine um so i don't think she had much of an issue letting me back in to you know circle of trust um cc i think took the approach of like well i'm screwed so let's try and play nice even if i don't want to <laughs> which i've been there <laughs> you know cc definitely was at least you know acting more receptive to a continued relationship than dano was dano was <laughs> furious with me <laughs> which is frustrating because later in the game when i want to work with dano mutually beneficially he 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 won't because he's like nah fuck you <laughs> and i'm like come on this actually makes sense <laughs> it, it, it's justified like i get it you know you, you it's hard to trust someone after something like that, yeah. but like it, it, it's hard. And then like, yeah, I was like, look, if you, I mean, I think like what I said, like during the CC final 10 cycle was like, look, CC might end up going here because I don't know if I can make the numbers work here at 10 and get six. But next round, we can we can try and pull something together. Like I'm I'm willing to try and make something work. Like I'm not. And, and then he basically had like you know the ultimatum. It's like you know if CC goes, you're dead to me, and you lose my jury vote. And I'm like ah, <laughs> why are you making life hard? <sighs> Which like, I I know take take the Vetus approach. Go for it. Um, but it's just it was frustrating, and once again we get to a situation where you know maybe I should have just tried to get everyone to vote out Zach because everyone would have liked that, and then numbers get closer together and a whole thing. But you know, once again, hindsight's twenty twenty, and I don't consider Zach actively a threat to my game at this point. So I'm I'm just kind of vibing, and you know I at that point in time it's like well I can't put together the numbers to vote out like any of the Sillas nor do I necessarily want to right now like RDT is someone who I would have considered voting for but I don't think anyone would have gone along with that at that point in the game so I wasn't gonna throw it out there and all of a sudden have fingers pointing at me. And outside of that, like, Moss was important in my game, so I wasn't going to vote out Moss. Crystal was important in my game. And Crystal wasn't going to vote out Sully at that point of the game. So it's like, you know, the the tangled web we've gotten ourselves in, and I'm not voting out Flair because she's important in my game, and 
Mason's here too, who's tied to me is kind of like the at this point people just see Mason as like the second deadly vote, which like once again the the guy is able to make his own choices. Like that always felt weird that Mason was kind of just like seen as like attached to me without any ability to make his own choices. It felt weird, but I think. Because it was around this time, I think, that he had a lot of personal stuff going on and couldn't... For sure. And he wasn't as in the game as, like, he maybe would have wanted to be. But yeah. he also was still, like, you know, a, a person. <laughs> well, yeah, of course, of course. Uh, so, I get that. But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> it, I don't know. It, it's a whole thing. But, yeah, so CC becomes, like, the only person left to vote for, essentially. Which is why... CC ends up going, um, at which point I have an even more angry Ponderosa. <laughs> he has an even more angry Dano. Yeah. Which are combinations that don't bode well for for Deadly's winning chances, which is a point I start trying to use to my advantage. And I'm like, hey, everyone hates me. Keep me around. Sure. Can't win. I, I've become Alliance Cass, where I pissed everyone off at the merge vote, and now I can't win. Yeah. Did you, I mean, obviously it doesn't work, ultimately, but did you feel like that argument was affecting anybody? Not, not enough. Hmm. I think we're going to, you know, run into the issue of, is like now... You know, the circles are getting smaller, the circles are getting smaller. And here's where, like, the overlapping alliances and, like, smaller, like, two-person, three-person alliances start taking over the game more than, like, a larger group. So, like, the RDT-Moss connection is going to, obviously, this is kind of where they grab the game, power shift. And here's where, you know, and obviously RDT has a relationship with Dano, which gets Dano further than his life expectancy seemed at this point in the game. Um, and, like, it, it becomes, like, this weird thing where, like, the Crystal and Sully duo is still a thing. Like, I haven't been voted out yet, so Mason and I are still, like, a pair that exists. And then Zach's kind of floating, Flair's kind of floating, and it's like there isn't a big coalition anymore, even though none of us really realize just how true that is yet. Mm -hmm. Once you're able to take a step back and see everything that goes on, like once the final 10 vote is over, like there isn't a Scylla a majority alliance anymore. It, it's gone. Yeah. Like it, it's everything is now shattered and it's a completely individual game. It's interesting. Cause you know, I don't, what, I'm curious what you think causes that to be the reality because, you know, that big group that votes out CC, you know, Dano doesn't vote with the group. Dano votes against the group. So Dano being vulnerable here at nine seems like it could have just been another easy vote out. I know that's, right. I know that's what Sully wanted. You know, he was hoping to have that group, that bigger group, just well, it... pagong down the line. It's it's what Deadly wanted. <laughs> it, Deadly needed Dano to go 
because Dano won't work with Deadly. And everybody else in this game left, even Zack, will at least have productive conversations with Deadly. Mm-hmm. Dano won't talk to me. Hence, Dano going is good, even though, God, that Ponderosa. <laughs> if we stick Dano in there with Cece and Gwyn, Jesus. Oh. <laughs> I think I might have got hate-crimed. But... <laughs> um, God. So... Here's where Zach's collection of lies start imploding on me somehow. Hmm. So Zach wants to go after Sully. Yeah. Hear it now. Yeah. And he comes to me with this plan, and I'm like, I don't know, maybe because like I need him to get out of my DMs, but I'm also not gonna be like shut up. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I'll. I'll, I'll think about it but like i have no intention to think about it because like sully at this point in time is good for my game maybe next round sully might not be good for my game anymore but at nine it needs to be the death of dan Hmm. and then zach goes around and says to basically everyone at this point in time i need one more vote to get rid of Sully. (laughs) i have deadly and I have Mason, and I have Flair. I just need the one more vote. Who's going to give me the one more vote to vote out Sully? Let's get rid of Sully, guys. I want to get rid of Sully. Sully's running the game, which is, like, I I love the guy, but no. (laughs) No, he was not. Uh, At at that point in time, in terms of, like, influence over the game, Sully's probably fifth, which is still, like, out of nine, that's right in the middle. Yeah. But... At, at that point in time, myself, Crystal, Moss, and RDT all have way more agency in the game than Sully. Mm-hmm. Um, in no particular order. Um, those are the four who have the most sway and pull. It's not Sully. I mean, I'm totally down for that to be the perception. <laughs> you know, let people think other people have more power than they do. I'm all for that. But, uh, you know... It's frustrating that Zach zacks it and starts saying that to everybody. And then once he starts saying it to everybody and then people start thinking it's true, but then don't ask me about it. Like all it could have taken was one person being like, what's he talking about? And me being like, I don't know. He's a lunatic. And we could have moved on. But Sully becomes dead convinced I'm gunning for him. Yes. And I'm not. In the slightest, I create a split vote plan just to assuage his fears. (laughs) I literally say, we have numbers. Let's split the votes onto Zach if you're so worried. And we can do a nice little Dano-Zach split. And there's no way you can go home in that scenario. Like, I'm the one playing ball here. I'm I'm the one trying to make everyone feel good. And and, and it's not out of a place of manipulation. It's truly a place of, I do not want you gone. If you're paranoid that you're going to be gone, and we have the numbers to create a split vote plan in order to make you convinced that you're not going to be gone, let's do it. If we have, this is final nine, 
and we think there might be two votes going on to Sully, let's just have two votes go on to Zack. And then the rest go on to our actual target in Dano. Yeah. And, and that's the plan I pitch, and that's the plan everyone to my face agrees with and obviously doesn't end up happening. Um, besides Mason, Mason's the only person who votes according to the plan. <laughs> and And the two votes on Sully do end up hitting. Like, those did exist. But, like, I remember I had, like, such a weird conversation with Sully, like, an hour or two before Tribal. Like, it just sticks with me to this day. Where, like he's clearly like on edge and i'm like bro i'm I'm, we're good like it's good you're you're fine and he's like i don't know we'll see and i'm like bro you're good (laughs) like this elimination it used to be my number one most frustrating elimination in orc history that's been dethroned actually by a game i played this year where there was an alt in the game oh and I got, so one person was two different people within the game. Yeah. Like, it wasn't a spec alt, but it was just, like, two different, one person on each of the starting tribes was the same person <laughs> and was, like, passing advantages between their two accounts. And so I got voted out at, I think it was, like, final 10 or something based, and it was, like, this crazy advantage that I've never seen in any org before where in the case of a tie vote, because it was a 5-5 vote at Final 10, in the case of a tie vote, you can cast a tie-breaking vote after all the votes have been revealed. Oh. And I was like, ah. <laughs> and it was played by the alt, which at the time we didn't know was an alt. So at the time I was just pissed because I was like, that's a bullshit advantage. We should have either had a revote or gone to rocks. <laughs> like, what kind of advantage is that? But then once it like a month or two after the season ends, like they post a thing and they're like, these two players were the same person. Like, you've got to be shitting me. Oof. Because like, I was basically guaranteed like final five in that org. If I get out of the merge vote is the thing. And that's what makes it so annoying. But what, whatever. I'm digressing. Point is like this vote out was so frustrating because it was based on something I never said or plans to do getting me into trouble. Mm-hmm. And it was just Zach throwing things against the wall. And unfortunately this one stuck. Yeah. And it's like, and the thing in, I said it at the time and like, I still stand by is it's like crystal needed to tell me what was going on because without me, she had nowhere to go in this game. Like, I was Crystal's last hope of getting to a Final 3 scenario because, like, hiding behind me and continuing to point at me as the person who's, like, the godfather of this alliance and get me voted out at, like, 6 would have given her potential to, like, do shit in the endgame. But 9 was just way too early. Hmm someone who you're trying to use as a shield and it's like crystal just lost the game at this vote like she needed to make me aware of it and she's told me post game like oh yeah i totally would have locked into like a final four with like you and mason and flair and it's like yeah but you didn't you didn't tell me that i was in trouble (laughs) 
I, I, I could have made that deal. Would I have kept that deal? Who's to say? But I <laughs> could have certainly done the lip service if it meant I get out of this situation. But, you know, you don't have control over everything in these games. That's why you play them. I mean, it, it was a good move. It's the move that won RDT the game, ultimately, um, is me going here. And because it, it is weird because from here on, like every tribal after this kind of sucks. Like not not in a rude way, but just in like a, you know who's going home, and it's like unanimous every time on who's going home. Mm-hmm. Like this is the last time where there's like plurality voting, and <laughs> an actual blind side here, and like a lot of weird shit. Like from here on like in ponderosa like we had a general idea of who was going home next barring an immunity win or something mm-hmm. like we kind of knew the boot order up until final four like once you get to final four it's like we didn't necessarily know who was going to go at four uh before the fire making obviously which obviously ends up happening and obviously there's no way for us to know who would have won fire making but uh from like final eight, seven, six, five, we kind of knew that that was who was going to go in each round. Um, so I'm happy to be entertainment. <laughs> if I can't win, <laughs> at least let me make content. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so obviously you're working <laughs> all the angles um, to try to put out all these different fires that keep popping up leading into this f9 vote and this is where like you said rdt starts to rally the troops so to speak in overthrow the the seeming uh visible power that you've been accruing over the past couple of rounds are you is there a point either prior to nautical or during it um that you're uh, that you're aware that this is happening that i'm aware i'm going home or at least at least that you're a target if not going home i mean the conversation with scully with scully with sully (laughs) really sketched me out i was like i don't like how that just went and i considered asking crystal for the necklace i didn't but i strongly considered asking crystal for the necklace Mm mm-hmm which I don't know if she would have given me. She probably wouldn't have. But I did consider being like, hey, I'm getting really sketched out right now. Any chance I can have that, please, in order to stop feeling so super paranoid right now? Um, and if she hadn't, that's completely justified. But uh, I, I, it is something I considered, which I ultimately didn't do. The second I saw one parchment with my name on it, I knew it was me. Hmm. It, it was just like, uh, well, the end. Because... <laughs> Like, I mean, like, especially the second, the second was the nail in the coffin. The first one might've been like, eh, Dan owes me. <laughs> but then once there's a second one, it's like, that's it. That, that, that's the, cause there, there couldn't have been a second vote on me is the thing because Zach and Flair were voting Sully. I believe how I broke up the split was that Mason voted Zach. I forget who the second Zach vote was supposed to be in the split vote plan. I don't remember. But Mason and one other person were supposed to vote Zach. Me and the rest of the people 
were supposed to vote Sully. So the second there was a second deadly vote, I mean, not vote Sully, vote Dano. And so the second there was a second deadly vote, it's like, well, let's start packing my bag. Um, but on the first one, I knew 97% chance it's me here. And I get it, you know, I was a big threat, whatever. I mean, as I said, I think it was a bad move for Crystal. And I know Moss has talked about how she feels like it was too early. Um, mm. And that that's not when she would have wanted to do it. Like, I wasn't in her, like, endgame plans. But, like, nine was sooner than she would have liked to have. Which, ultimately, she still gets to Final Travel regardless. But, um yeah. I, I do think it's a move that really just blows up Crystal's game. Yeah. Because like, at that point, like, Sully is the only ally she has left in the game. Yeah. Because everybody else is kind of, you know, Mason is now alliance-less. <laughs> Flair is still kind of, like, on her own, sort of. Zach is a complete wild card who doesn't get along with Crystal. And now, like, RDT, Moss, and Dano are kind of a coalition. So it's like Crystal with just Sully isn't going to be able to make things happen. Right. What, um, yeah, so you're you're the third member of the jury. It's a 5-2-1-1 vote. Um, how, and like we've said, you've got previous jurors, Gwyn and Cece, uh, your biggest fans. So when you show up in Ponderosa, uh, I my dream at Ponderosa. <laughs> what? I don't know. Like you, you, you said you, you'd made it to the end in the last or the previous or you played. So you weren't on the jury there. Um, I think you said something about, um, and, and you know, what you so you're getting your first real shot at being a juror in this yeah. capacity what is that experience how do you start out what do you your initial approach is you're you're in this it's this weird scenario like uh location ponderosa because you're still in the game but you're not playing the game really so you can be a little more cavalier and transparent with what you're saying to people but you're probably not like a hundred percent transparent all the time still um i think a lot of people go to ponderosa and you know if you're coming in there still hoping that like okay i want i want mason to win for example and so maybe you're tweaking some of the things you say to influence people to have a at least more like agreeable view of mason or whatever the case may be I, people do that all the time so how do you how are you like kind of approaching this environment and also given who's already there waiting for you what what are you what are you doing to kind of maybe make it not so uh anti deadly you know in uh the original blood versus water when uh Brad gets voted out and he has to go to redemption with John and Candace mhm mm yeah, that was me. It's like I have a lot of. It's like, please don't hurt me. I'm eliminated now. I can't do anything to nobody. And like, you know, it it was a lot of you know. I told you so's, but like, 
which like to a certain extent is fair, but also to a certain extent it's like Zach is Zach, and uh, I don't know. Hold on, I'm 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 scrolling through Ponderosa right now. Uh, <laughs> um, let's see. Like, yeah, it, CC was more chill. CC was more just trying to figure out the logistics of what was going on. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Gwyn has, quote, I would have moved heaven and earth to make sure you didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> That's a statement. Yeah. Um, and meanwhile, CC is like, if you got to the end and made your case and played the best game, I a thousand percent would have voted for you. Thank you, CC. <laughs> <laughs> the duality of mankind right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it's a thing. I mean, another thing that going back to Final 10 is like, you know, we could have had a... Uh, situation where you know if i something i had considered but ultimately didn't go through with was throwing that challenge the the animal challenge and like if i had dano hates me even more on the jury but if dano goes there and cc's still in the game maybe who knows how things change because i don't know how close rdt was with cc mm -hmm. versus rdt being able to make a strong relationship with Dano. Yeah. Oh, and I found the split vote plan uh, is that it was supposed to be me, Crystal, and Sully voting for Zach, Mason, Moss, and RDT voting for Dano. Okay. That That's how I drew up the split. So that's in Ponderosa also, just for the sake of retroactively explaining the split vote plan. Um, but yeah. I think, on the whole, like, Gwyn's like, you should have voted for this person. We could have voted for this person. We could have voted for this person. We could have voted for this person. Why didn't we vote for this person? Why didn't you tell me you want to vote for this person? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> um, but eventually everyone gets over it, and then, and then we get Zach, who's... I mean, Zach being the boot after me, was the most logical possible conclusion because after a tribal where four different people receive votes and there's absolute mayhem, mm -hmm. now's the time to just take the easy shot. Yes, for sure. It's like, let's not have another stressful tribal. Let's all just get on the same page. So Zach being next a thousand percent made sense and getting Zach into the... Uh, Ponderosa is an interesting group also because at the time we were all miss like representing the uh what had happened at my boot because I was out of the vote and Zach was out of the vote. Right. So at the time we were under the impression that the move against me came from Sully, which we should have known. <laughs> no. But at the time, that was the theory that was came up with. Um, until Crystal comes next and is able to explain everything that's been going on 
since, you know, since the CC boot. But, um, you know, it, it sucks, you know, to, to quote Rupert, there goes my dreams. Mm. And, uh, you know, it, it happens. And overall, it was a, on the scale of toxicity, Pondy wasn't that bad. Like, I've been in worse Ponderosas. One Ponderosa before I got there in a season I played had to get completely shut down and then have a new Ponderosa set up because of how bad it was. Like, I was still in the game when all this was going down. But, like, by the time I got to Ponderosa, I was in, like, Ponderosa 2 because Ponderosa 1 had to get burned to the ground. Oh, boy. And, like, multiple of the jurors just weren't in Ponderosa because, like, of how bad that first one was that either they were removed or they didn't feel comfortable being in the new one and asked not be included in Ponderosa. Oh, geez. Yeah. Yeah. Fortunately, not that bad. No. Yeah. Um, so you're gonna, you're obviously close to Mason in the game. Um, I think I even see in your confessional looking ahead, uh, you, throw him a softball question at F at final nautical uh, and so on. Is that, so are you as, you know, RDT or uh, as Zach and then crystal and then flair and Sully all show up to Ponderosa, you're getting clarity on the things that happened in the game that maybe weren't apparent at the time. And we get closer and closer to the end uh, is your sort of mindset I don't know. Do you feel like you're you want to vote for Mason? Are you recognizing um, the games that at this? I guess if we're talking at Final Four, RDT, Dano, Moss. Like, how do you kind of gauge everybody's games against each other from the outside? I mean, Dano would have had to like cure cancer <laughs> to get my vote in a final tribal situation. Oof just after his whole routine of like, I will never vote for you at final tribal. So it's like, it's, it's going to be reciprocal. <laughs> like you can't give me that speech and then expect my vote. Like mm-hmm. that's just not going to happen. Uh, obviously he doesn't end up going to final tribal because that's Moss's one giant misstep in the game uh, is forcing the fire making challenge. But, like, she just had a misread on the jury, which happens that she thought, you know, CC and Gwyn and the original Leviathans would be Dano votes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it happens. Um, but, yeah, I think that's where, like, Dano wasn't going to get my vote in any scenario, realistically. Um, in terms of, like, Mason it's hard because it's like he's the person who I was closest to to get into the final four. But he also just didn't really like have a move to like really justify the vote outside of like, he's my friend, which is completely valid. Some of the opinion, you know, the jury is always right. You know, however a person decides to award their vote, they're entitled to because like ultimately the objective of survivor. And I get into this argument all the time with people but in my opinion, the objective of Survivor is to get the jury to vote for you. That's yes. ultimately the goal of the game, is to make sure 
that the jury votes for you to win because it doesn't matter it's not about like the idol plays it's not about winning challenges it's not about you know making really good blind sides and stuff because like if the jury isn't going to vote for you all of it was meaningless so like the real object of the game is making sure that you get the majority of jury votes and so like i think zach is completely within his rights to vote for mason even if i had issue even though once again he's my friend but it's also like i personally didn't see enough of like if he had even like one signature move it would have been easy to justify it and been like he's the only person here who didn't betray me and like he did this cool thing but i didn't necessarily have that cool thing that like i could point to so and especially because you know credit where it's due that rdt was like deadly is a power player right now and probably needs to go um so i respect that if moss had voted out rdt moss gets my jury vote like if it was a moss dano mason final three i would have voted for moss in that scenario okay um but in the scenario we got i just think rdt playing a bit more visibly helped him a lot um because Moss obviously played a super, super great game. I don't think she received a vote. Oh, no, she did. She did receive no. a vote, I think, in the pre-merge. Oh, yes. She she got the one-off Jamal vote on the yeah. very first okay. tribal. Yeah, that's the vote against Earl at Fiji. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, she, she was that stray vote away from never having her name written down. She always voted correctly. Yes. Uh, every tribal within the game. So that's obviously super impressive because I don't think RDT because RDT did RDT vote correctly at every tribal. Uh, he voted incorrectly at the Sam's vote. Okay, so yeah, we so yeah, Moss had a perfect voting record and only one vote cast against her, and it was a throwaway vote at the first tribal. Yep, like it, it, it's a very very good game, um, and like that's where like relationships get weird because it's like if we ran this back. Like, if this exact same season happened now, obviously, like, pretending I already knew Moss, I'd probably do vote Moss because, like, she's someone who I am friends with at this point in time. But it's, like, given the game, I leaned RDT a little, and obviously that's where the jury as a whole went. Um, I, I, I think Moss deserved some vote. From, like, I, I think being a zero-vote finalist was kind of tough. Um but I also think it was hard for some of us to see our game, especially because, like, had she voted out RDT, RDT is the person who knew her game the most and could have, like, filled the rest of us in on just how well she played. Right. But because RDT was sitting next to her in that final tribal situation, like, we weren't able to get that understanding. Mm-hmm. Because, outside of her own explanations, but, like, hearing it secondhand... Because, like, in Final Tribal, everyone's going to, you know, exaggerate a little. You have to. Um, and But, like, if RDT had come in at four instead of Dano and been like, oh, Moss came up with this plan, you know, had my idol at one point, you know, did this, did this, did this, did this, you know, it would have been like, oh, shit, okay. And I, I think Moss does win that mason moss dano final three also like i don't think it's just my very good I, I assume she gets enough to accomplish it uh obviously there's no way for no, to know for sure mm -hmm. uh, i have a hard time believing dano gets any votes 
Yeah, I don't know. That'd be interesting. Yeah, because I know Cece and Gwyn were mad at Dano, and I don't necessarily remember why, but they were mad at him for some reason, even though he never betrayed them, which I found really funny. (laughs) But I also wasn't going to, like, stop them, because I (laughs) found really funny. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, Zach probably still votes Mason... I don't know where Crystal lands. I don't know where Flair lands. I don't know where Sully lands. Like, those are the three. RDT obviously votes Moss. Yeah. Like, there's no way to know for sure. But I I think Moss has a really strong shot in that final three. I'd say she's the most likely winner. I don't know if it's a law. But uh, I'm also just looking at the Edgic real quick. And it's, you know, shout out to the Edgic people that even when I was completely controlling the game, not putting me in the contenders category, they knew. (laughs) They definitely knew, yeah. They had a good read on things. <laughs> they were like, this, this guy's going to flame the fuck out. Ah, what? <laughs> Wait, what did you say? You like, no doubt. Oh, no, I, I just said they, they had a good read on things. Yeah. Like, yeah, at, at the Gwyn boot and at the CC boot, I'm not, I'm not even there. You know, so they're smart. Uh, who did that, Brando? Uh, I think it was just Brando that season. No, Napalm and, and Noah were there, too. Okay. So, well, yeah, the three of them did it together. Yeah, well, the, the three of them knew. Discredit me. <laughs> but no, and on the whole, I'd also say Final Tribal went well. Like, there was no real negativity or anything. Like, Moss got maybe a little more shit than she deserved. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of, like, people being like, why, why did you bring RDT? Why did you bring RDT? Why did you bring RDT? And, like, don't get me wrong, it, it's a move that might have cost her the game, probably did cost her the game, but also, like, her not knowing the jury makeup and knowing Gwyn and Cece were anti-Dano. Sure. Like, there's no way she could have known that. Right. So, like, and, like, Dano technically did have the underdog story, you know, the only Leviathan there and to get to Final Five, and, you know, th- there's narratives. Like, you know, I, I, I get it. Like, obviously... In her place, I probably don't make the same move, but also, like, I get why she made that. And still played a super, super impressive game. No, absolutely. It's it's uh, it's it's unfortunate that the, the raw outcome is as lopsided as it is. Because um, you mentioned um, there's... Uh, that, like, the game, point of the game is to get the votes, and... I think a lot of the time in this game, people and players are confronted with these situations where when you, at least in your head, you're looking at it from a perspective of, okay, I can go this direction and that'll set me up for it with a better shot to win. Or I can go this other direction and that'll set me up with a better shot to get to the end. Right. And that is such a tough diverging path to have to choose between because you can't win without getting to the end and you but like it just because you get to the end like you you can be dragged there there's so many ways to get to the end and have virtually no shot at winning or have made this situation so difficult for yourself that it's it's almost impossible to overcome which i think is what ends up happening to, to moss here um no i in there especially in to go back that game that i finished third in and was the last person voted out of the game my big regret from that game is not forcing fire at four 
because like if I had forced fire at four, then no matter who and assuming the person who I saved at fire with four, if she had won, which she probably would have, like either if I win final immunity, I get to the end. Or if either of the other people win final immunity, I get taken to the end. So no matter what, I would have had a shot to like make my case to the jury. Mm-hmm. But like because I, you know, went along with voting out the biggest threat at four, then I'm suddenly the biggest threat at three. And then, you know, I don't win final immunity and I, I get voted out. So, yeah. you know, that I've been there. It, it's a tough thing to have to deal with. Definitely. Um, but yeah, uh, like you said, everyone kind of leaned enough RDT, uh, almost everyone except Zach, uh, leaned RDT, uh, Zach throws a vote on Mason and RDT becomes the winner seven to one to zero. And that's, that's, that brings us to the finale, the reunion, all that good stuff. Finally, uh, uh, just a (laughs) stretch your arms, stretch your legs. The game is over and you can breathe a little <laughs> easily more easily just jump into another organ <laughs> um so we did superlatives uh this season as always and this was the last season we you did the salt shaker award for the saltiest player um i think we ultimately discontinued it because it felt a little negative <laughs> Uh, and like more negative than say villain, because like yeah. villain can be fun villain, like a Zach, right? <laughs> but um, I don't know. I think salty just kind of comes across as like, well, you were no fun to spectate, you were no fun to watch, and I don't think that's true. Um, I just think that that can that's a perspective that you can have on what it means. So, um, I don't. You, you said um. What do you say? In your confessional, uh, something, something. Getting some salt and being voted out, being the, yeah, one of the best moments, I think, <laughs> was your vote. Um, that combined with the Salt Shaker Award uh, has you in your confessional saying, um, I don't think, oh no, the viewers didn't like Deadly. <laughs> and I don't think that's true. You definitely no, had. It's- you had a lot of a lot of people out there in the deadly gang. Yeah, they were, like it, it was a real like uh, you know Shakespearean tragedy the way my season went. <laughs> you know, it, it was it was there was some real Macbeth vibes. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I, I started finally getting power, and I became way less likable. <laughs> yes, that is typically what happens in most seasons, yeah. um, and. No, but the thing is, like, I don't know if I was, like, the saltiest player, though, is the thing. Like, I was annoyed, but, like, I, I, I think technically Gwyn was more salty over what I did than my salt at anything. <laughs> but, you know, hey, uh, awards are awards. I'll take what I can win. Uh, I do think Gwyn was the runner-up in the voting okay. for that. Uh, I think the two of you that's were awesome. quite far yeah. ahead of everyone else. So, no, that's 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 fair. Uh, um, no, 
No, I, I agree with my vote like being up there because I agree. Having four people receive votes at the final nine tribal <laughs> that you don't see that one every day. Um, so no, it was a good you know, tribal obviously ended up on the the worst possible end of it, but uh, you know, it ended up overall strong and you know, I'm I'm happy to have, you know, as I said, you know, if I can't win, might as well entertain. <laughs> you certainly did. Certainly did. Um, yeah. So now, I, I don't know. You, you, you've you referred to uh, having vanity searched the server um, after the season. One of the things I think that is really jarring and, uh, I don't know, depending on who you are and the type of game you played... Um, can be challenging or uh, even maybe maybe really fun really nice is is this transition from coming out of the game uh, as a juror or finalist and experiencing all of the thoughts and opinions uh, of the lounge and they have so many Uh, (laughs) so for you as a perhaps uh, polarizing is a good way to describe it character during the season um who definitely had your supporters and detractors. Uh, I don't know. How, how do you respond and react to that kind of reception? And how did it feel stepping out of the game and that sort of wave of just all caps opinions and, and like whatnot that get thrown at people when they, when they do that? I mean, it, it's a lot, um, obviously. Um, I think... It's it's hard because, like, you're just seeing so much stuff. And on the whole, like, I'd say most of it ended up being pretty positive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, there was definitely, like, some, you know, especially around the time of my boot being like, oh, my God, this guy needs to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it's overall strong i mean like and honestly like i got stuff out of it in the sense that you know the uh what's it called the uh movie server and that stuff Mm -hmm. yeah it's how i met banjo was him specking it now like banjo is legitimately like one of my best friends like on the internet uh banjo and i are pretty close and he, he's a great fucking guy and uh you know was, was really hoping he could pull it off <sighs> in academy C- came close mm-hmm. but uh you know he he eventually ran out of room um yeah i was i was really needing one of him or jessica to win but uh but on the whole you know it was it was fine like I'm scrolling through right now, and most of it is just like deadly is good, or like what is deadly doing? It's one or the other, <laughs> and um, both of those are fair. <laughs> like both of those are completely legit takes. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, say la vie. <laughs> yeah. No, that's uh. 
it's it could have been a lot worse. <laughs> um, but I think, like you said, if you can't win, entertain. You definitely did that. And uh, even the people who don't, even the people saying, what are you doing? Um, st- I think recognized how uh, I don't know, instrumental you were, especially in the uh, first few rounds post-merge of just making things more dynamic, more compelling uh, TV, as it were. So all we all good things in that regard. Um, all right, I got one more question here. This one's from Sully uh, for you. Um, and we didn't talk a ton about Sully uh, in relation to you, so I don't know how. I don't know if you were really that close with him during the game, or if it was mostly things that were ha- that were happening through Crystal whenever that took place. It was like a bit of both, honestly. Like. Crystal was definitely, like, a lot of glue, but we definitely had our talks. Um, and I think he's a really good guy. Um, he definitely seemed more of, like, the, like, let's just wait things out. Like, everything will work out type thing. Um, which made it a little frustrating occasionally to try and strategize with him because I'm like, come on, come on, come on, let's... Figure this out. Be like, no, we we can wait. And it's like, yeah, but no, I I really liked Sully, and Sully's someone who like I plan to go like pretty far into the game with, like not all the way to the end, but like probably around where he gets voted out in the main timeline is where he would have gone if I got my way. Well, that answers my question, <laughs> which was how far were you willing to take him? Um, he he yeah, said. It- about like final five i'd say because it's interesting because like i had my final four that i wanted that like i pitched to everybody involved in it and got yeses from all three but then moss had to jump ship on it uh but my original final four plan was just the people who i liked because that's how i'd prefer play the game like obviously i want to win but also, like, I want to be here with people who I like talking to. Mm-hmm. So, like, um, oh, Sully's a Boston. Sp- I forgot that Sully's a, a Boston sports guy. So that definitely explains shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Never mind. I mean, I am willing to throw my game for Sully. Uh, <laughs> oh, but, no. uh, no, like, my original Final Four was with Moss, Mason, and Flair. Probably what ends up happening is Moss and I have to make fire at four, if that had what happened, been what happened, um, if I were to guess. But maybe my relationships save me, or they sink me, one or the other. But uh, I think, realistically, I'm able to get one of them to send me to fire against Moss, mm-hmm. and that's probably um but or something could have happened to snipe me earlier but i'm just saying like if, if i got my way yeah it would have been a me and flair and mason final three which flair very well could have beat final three just off like not being perceived as antagonizing anyone on the chair <laughs> true um so flair a thousand percent could have beat me 
But um, that that was the final three I wanted to go with. I, I, I couldn't have gone with Zap all the way to the end, even though he would be the easiest beat in the season. There's no way my sanity could have done it. <laughs> so, like, if I get my way right, hold on. Let me, let me pull up the cast and try to give, like, a rough boot order. So if I got my way, Dano goes in my place at nine. Okay. And then did RDT have his idol by then? Uh, he found it. When did he find it? Um, I don't think he did. He only had the safety without power, okay. I think, then. Then I would have tried to make a move on our eight, And then, looking through these people, I'm trying to, like, mentally track everyone. I feel like I'm a... Oh, Zach's still in the game. Okay, I was going to say, who, who am I missing? And then I probably... Zach might be... Sav- it's either Zach or or Sully at seven. It might be Sully at seven, Zach at six in like the classic final six, get out the goat strategy. Um, and then Crystal at five, but maybe I do Crystal at seven, Sully at five. It, it, they're interchangeable, sort of. And then, yeah, it would have been try and beat Moss at fire making at four or pray that both flair and mason vote with me i think flair would have voted with me i think mason might have tried to cut me at four because he knows if he sits next to me and played the same game as me but less loud than me it would have been hard to win Mm -hmm. so i think mason could have voted against me at that four which is why i'm saying fire um so so that's what i had in my brain but things don't really get my way (laughs) not not quite exactly that no okay interesting interesting um yeah so uh i have talked to everyone who has reached out to me from high seas the only person uh who i haven't double confirmed that with is mason so i may still be talking to mason in the very near future i have talked to moss uh who isn't currently interested in doing an interview I don't know if that'll change, but for the time being, no. Um, that said, if you had anything you want me to ask Mason, should I talk to him? I can do that. Or anybody from any future season. Um, I can. We can go all the way to Academy if you want me to ask something of Banjo or Jessica, even. Um, just say the word. I mean, if Mason ends up happening, you can ask him, like, when and if the get rid of deadly mission would have been a thing you know like when he would have eventually cut the tie or if he had plans to cut the tie i know he talked in confessional that eventually he probably would have tried to but uh you know if he had a time in mind to get rid of me mm-hmm. i can do that definitely i think that's really it yeah nothing else really comes to mind that's fine that's good. Um, no worries there. Um, we'll leave it at that. Uh, I guess, is there anything else from the season that we haven't talked about that is worth bringing up that you can think of? I mean, besides the fact that it's pretty clear I should have won, like, outside of that. <laughs> Obviously, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think everything kind of got covered. Is... uh. Was Deadly Gang a thing before this season? No. No? 
No. And it's kind of funny because without my <clears throat> knowledge at all or like creation of it <clears throat> in the Survivor uh, like spec lounge, Deadly Wind became a thing <laughs> because I was after final eight, I was the only fan left in the game. Okay. In his favorites game, it was seven favorites and me. Which was really bad odds. And so the fact that I even got to final three is a godsend. Um, so, yeah, in the Simviver server, Deadly Win has been. There are 354 results. Oh, my goodness. Of people purely with no other things just going Deadly Win. Um, so that was nice. <laughs> To have a purely positive spec lounge, besides SMM. SMM was anti-me. But outside <laughs> of that, everyone was very positive, which was nice. Well, good, good, good. Um, yeah, no, that was that was a good a good hashtag on the season. It really uh, was. Um, let's see how many. Yeah, there are 32 deadly gang results in the in the server. It's not bad. Decent amount. Decent amount. For somebody who goes out in ninth, not bad. Yeah. <laughs> if we took it all the way, it would have been like 500. At least. Yeah. Um, well, uh, I guess if that's if that's high seas, I think I think we did it. We did the thing. Good job. A nice tidy uh three hours and 15 minutes no better way to spend it <laughs> no it was a lot of fun i really enjoyed it and it's it. uh it's uh yeah well i think it's it's always interesting because I, I every time i talk to anybody in these interviews um whether they went out first whether they won uh, no matter what the circumstance was, I'm like, man, this person was, there's, there's always so much more to them than we saw in the season. Uh, even the people who have confessionals as long as mosses or birds, um, or Tom's from Academy cheese, uh, <laughs> like there's so much more that we just don't get to see. And some of that generally always usually comes out in these interviews and which is great. And it always makes me like, man, I want them to play again. I think that about basically every person I talk to. And uh, if I didn't, um, I wouldn't admit it. So, <laughs> um, stop with these goddamn newbie seasons, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Um, just... It's we we finally had a returnee season. You just did too well in high seas yeah. to be eligible, so overachieved yeah i'm pretty confident and i think i've said this to a couple people now that the next time we have a returning season it's going to be by application and not by invitation interest so anyone interested will have a chance to to be on it with perhaps a couple of parameters you'd have to avoid yeah. tripping so um there may yet be another Another chance for the Deadly Gang to rise again. Redemption Island. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, 
Um, thanks again. Uh, of course. Enjoy the rest of your day, and you uh, good luck tomorrow with uh, with your with your Patriots. Oh God, Buffalo's gonna win by forty. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Meg does not does not appreciate the Patriot love. <laughs> no, it's it's gonna especially after what happened with Hamlin. Now that you give them like something to play for, I mean that was the scariest shit I've ever seen in my life watching sports, and it's like that team's gonna be so fired up and playing for you know playing for him, and they're gonna just crush the Pats tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, I think, man, that was that was a really terrifying. Moment. I mean, thank God doing all right yeah every single thing has been positive and yeah it's all heading in the right direction which is wonderful all right (laughs) thanks again for the millionth time and um yeah i'll talk to you when i do peace bye you sound a little muffled uh i don't know if that's me or something hold on let me check is my mic being a bitch let's find out (laughs) voice settings oh god why is nothing ever easy (laughs) (laughs) Uh, hold on let me try one thing real quick and then if that doesn't work we might just have to fucking suck it up but let me try one thing okay sounds good Is this any better? Oh, yes. That is much louder and clearer. You have to switch one thing on the volume. Cause... Have you thought and, and tried to refresh your memory prior to today at all? I mean, I did like my little like scroll through just to be like, okay, what, what, what trauma did I endure? Uh, <laughs> and, and uh, you know, um kind of a sociopath in the sense that like my org losses stay with me so i have a general idea and uh then do you have any uh hard time cut off or anything like that i i can i i'm like captain america i can do this all day Thank you for listening to this episode of the Alliance of Survivor Game podcast. If you'd like to try your hand at Alliance, our applications are always open. You can find more information by visiting AllianceSeasons.com. Keep your eyes peeled for upcoming announcements related to our new season, Surawali. And as always, have a week. So long, farewell, I'll be the same tonight. I know she'll never leave me, even as she without a trace nothing's gone forever